Welcome, ladies and gentlemen. We're going to come out of the gate hard and fast with what everybody's talking about because we're not going to allocate it a lot of time because it's not really that important. A lot of people think this is fake, This the Will Smith slap. What do you think? I Well, here's what I'm going to do. Because the slap itself in some aspects is irrelevant. We need to break down Will Smith. And uh, so what I'm going to do, I don't know anything about golf, but I'm going to do a line drive onto the green, tap this pup in, get into under par, and move on with our show. Is that right? <laughs> I don't, I'm not a golfer. I'd, yeah, sure. <laughs> yeah, sounds no, good. Uh, I think it was real. Really? Yeah, I do, yeah. Yeah, because, like, the whole stupid academy and stuff, like, they're talking about sanctioning this idiot. Like, yeah, I think Chris Rock's response was authentic. Uh, I think Will Smith and that his wacko. And I think when you see some of what I'm about to lay out, you'll you'll believe that it was real, too. And it may have been, but, I like, I watched it, I mean, quite a few times. Because after that, which, was it the Grammys or the, what what award show was it that it was on? I don't know. Scroll, scroll down. Is it the Oscars? It, Oscars, maybe. What's but that I, he's holding I mean, his hand? Honestly, is that a Tony? I don't know. Tony's his music. Couldn't tell you. Academy Awards. Academy okay. Awards. But regardless, I wouldn't have known that the award show was going on if this wouldn't have happened. Right. And to me, like all, all of these award shows, like people get tired of watching these Hollywood elites pat one another on the back. And, you know, with the blatant hypocrisy and stuff through all of COVID and pretty much everything else and the liberal agenda and the Chinese money that goes into Hollywood like it nobody watches your award shows and that's why to me I think it was kind of a it was kind of a stage like a publicity stunt to try and get views up because otherwise like I said I would have never known and I mean would you have known that that award show was going on well that's a good point because I did see that and I hadn't thought about that but I did see that Chris Rock's tour, his comedy tour, his Hmm. tickets that were $50 are now selling for like a thousand bucks and they're sold out for months but if it was real, it's either A, a testament to how strong Chris Rock's jaw is, or B, a testament yeah. to how soft Will Smith's yeah, hands I'm are. That. Well, real like, men dude, don't slap, dude. Like, slapping is, nah, dude. Well, yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, that dude's hands, I mean, I can't imagine yeah. how soft that guy's yeah. hands were. It was probably the base, like, basically like a teenage girl pillow fight. Yeah. I just, well, look at his hand in that picture. His fingers are backwards. I mean, look how – I mean, look at his – Yeah, he kind of – Oh, yeah, holds yeah. His, his, his fingers are bowed backwards. Yeah. I, I mean, I, I, it looked like a pretty de- – a decently hard slap. And look at if, if, how torqued his body is. I mean, it, it, which I was kind of confused why Chris Rock left his hands behind his back. Like, but the uh, the woman, the Jada Smith woman, is like a nutbag. It's just like anything. It's this weird, toxic – like, he's definition, like, the definition of cuckold. Like, she has sex with other men. They're in a quote-unquote yeah, open that's what I was marriage. Say. So, <clears throat> my opinion is uh, the the three, I guess apparently when this thing opened, they were talking about the, the bill in Florida, the grooming bill. So, it, it was uh, Wanda Sykes, this irrelevant uh, black female comedian. Uh, what's the other one? Amy Schumer, another completely irrelevant hog. And then I don't remember who else was there. But they started chanting, gay, like they brought up the bill and they started saying gay, 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 like it was supposed to, like that's the thing why people don't watch this. It's social programming and it's ridiculously unfunny and it's totally, totally unimportant. So <clears throat> the they had made fun of their open relationship earlier in this show 
And so they kind of emasculate because he's, I don't, the, from what I, little bit I read about it, he is not a fan of that. And so he has emotional issues otherwise with it. She's yeah. with other men. And uh, so she's been on some podcasts saying some some pretty disparaging things about Will Smith, and this is his wife. So <clears throat> I think when, when Chris Rock did that, he, it, you know, it kind of, like, at first he was laughing, and then it set in, like, man, I'm I'm getting massively disrespected. I've got to do something to try to, I can't let this go like this. So he, he pulled that stunt is what I think. So then he got up there with, like, and was talking about being a protector of family and, fake tears like i think the slap was real the tears were fake and all that because he's out partying afterwards the after party to his own music by the way am i the only yeah. one that thinks that's like ultra lame yeah to dance around and it's pretty vain sing your own stupid songs but that, what else would you expect well that's what i'm saying but that's why i think it's real and, and uh, law enforcement was called um there's a lot of things that are going to apparently like he could he could be to some extent blackballed in Hollywood if this goes a certain way. Like that's a pretty because they, they I think they want to con, at least convey the image of decorum at, at, at an event like this, and they I guess wouldn't expect a guy to, to do that. But yeah. um, I just think that it was and which all of these people it it kind of kills me because all of these people get on their their morality soapbox. And talk about how there's absolutely no reason for violence. Like, there's no reason, which you people make a living off of violent movies and stuff. And to be honest with you, I disagree. Yes. I think that there absolutely is a time for violence. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that some things can be settled through through violence. Like, I don't, I mean, I don't condone it. It's obviously not the answer all of the time. <laughs> But is there a place? Is is it absolutely unacceptable at any time, any place, always? No, I th- I think that yes, you absolutely can solve stuff. And and the thing is, like this guy goes up there, like he's still got an ounce of self respect left, like he's defending. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, I, I, I'm 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 defending the you know my wife or whatever, even though she's in an open relationship and having sex with all kinds of people. And yeah. So. Well, not only that though, your son wears a dress with regularity and you, you, you are proud to extol the virtues of your biological, biologically male offspring to wear a dress. And his daughter, I don't know how old she is, but she dresses like a street walker. She looks like a hooker. Your wife, screws other men and brags about it. So, I mean, this dude's got a, a turmoil-filled life. It's a pretty pathetic life. You know what I mean? People just assume because, oh, this is Will Smith, this actor. Like, And people also affiliate or associate him, rather, with the roles that he plays. He's none of those things. He's this guy. Like, he's a guy that yells, the, you know, keep, keep the name out your mouth, like, trying to break, which well, apparently this woman had a, a relationship with that dirt bag, the ultimate dirt bag, uh, Tup- Tup- Tupic Shaker uh, or some rapper. Really? Yeah, what? Uh, yeah, Tup- Tupic Shaker. Toothpick? Uh, to- toothpick Shaker. Okay. Tupic Shakur. Like, who's idolized in black culture, but it's a, a yeah. horrific dirtbag. Like, I, but I digress. She had a relationship with him, and, and Will Smith's on record saying that he always felt inadequate because of that, like... I, I mean, I get, like I know in pop culture, that guy's been dead since like the '90s, hasn't he? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, 
And so, but he's I like thought the, he was still alive. That's what people say. Uh, yeah. He's like the epitome of like like what they kind of quantify as a hard. It's like a lot of people that want to act hard want to aspire to be like that guy. Don't ask me why. It's just like an observation. it worked out for him. Oh yeah, definitely. <laughs> like yeah, yeah. It's a good point. Yeah, it's not really great for your longevity, now is it? Yeah, but we already knew that. So anyway, uh, he he's apparently feels inadequate about that, but. Dude, somebody that's got a, a home life where your son's wearing a dress, your daughter's a prostitute, your wife is a whore. I mean, what do you expect? I mean, if any, is anything I'm saying inaccurate? If your wife is sleeping around with other dudes and you're in a quote-unquote, and you're a Scientologist up here talking about, well, God's directing me to protect Is he a people. Scientologist? I believe he is, yeah. Really? And so, but God, God's working in my life. Which I don't know what I'm saying. Like, I think it, you it, might be confused. To act like you have an ounce of self-respect and like you're going up there to do something chivalrous. Yeah. It's oh, yeah. kind of a move. You're <laughs> trying to show out in front of this den of perverts. Like, you're a pervert. Your family. And you know how I know he's a pervert. Look at his family. You're a family oh, of perverts. Yeah. Reverso. I mean, right? The, is is he not a pervert? I'd say he is. Yeah, I mean, dude, how can you have a, like... What did you subject your son to that would make him want to wear a dress? He watches his mother bang other men. There's no question he's a pervert. His family, his immediate family is a direct reflection of yeah. such. Yeah. So, and, and like Rex said, I don't care to watch you try to, to showboat and what, it, which the crazy thing is, uh, they were talking earlier in the show apparently about toxic masculinity and then this dude does this. <laughs> like, so, what's the slap is effeminate. It's not manly. Yeah. So, it's, you know, it's really not toxic masculinity. No. It's, so uh, are the tears. Yeah. Yeah, what a fraud. <laughs> dude, that guy's an absolute, total, unequivocal fraud. But uh, and but the, for them to say, like, you know, God is working in your life. Dude, look at your family. Satan is running amok in your life, and he's laughing, and so are we. Just because there's a lot of people I know. I know actually, I know several that listen to the show that like Will Smith. And they think Will Smith's a good guy based off his character. <clears throat> So we're on Breitbart. Do they still think of him as like the Fresh Prince of Bel Air? I think they think of him from uh, like Enemy of the State. Enemy of the State, or like uh, what Bad Boys? What you gonna do? I think they think about him like I Am Legend, or like uh, Men in Black. I like Men in Black. I, really, I, I like I, I like that. Okay. Good, uh, let's see here. Uh, this is by Simon Kent. About a year before A-list Hollywood actor Will Smith blew up his iconic career by attacking Chris Rock at the Academy Awards, he revealed he's open to running for public office at some point in the future. Smith's years of pushing a radical left-wing agenda offer insight into how this 350 million Hollywood elite would act if elected. The King Richard star, I don't know what King Richard is. Is that, is that I, Apparently it's a movie about the Venus. Yeah, yeah, I looked that up too. Okay. Yeah, those uh, tennis player girls. Why is he called King Richard? I, I don't know. I guess I need it's to look like that, that, that King. Uh, what's that uh, What's that basketball player they call King? Oh, uh, LaFrog La, La James. Yeah, yeah, LaFrog. Uh, yeah. The King Richard star told CBS Sunday morning back in 2015 he was feeling compelled to run for office to counter former U.S. President Donald Trump's successful 2016 campaign, although no such move was forthcoming. Here are five times Will Smith uses money, his massive flat platform, to push a radical leftist agenda. Number one, Will Smith went full-fledged Black Lives Matter using a GQ interview to praise the message behind the Marxist movement. Quote, this is a difficult area to discuss, but I feel like the simplicity of Black Lives Matter was perfect, the Men in Black star said. 
Anybody who tries to debate Black Lives Matter looks ridiculous. So when I talk about the marketing of our ideas, Black Lives Matter was perfection. Wow. <laughs> Makes my head hurt. Number two, he backed proponents of critical race theory, going so far as to say in an interview in GQ that it should be rebranded as, quote, truth, truth theory. Will Smith believes a political theory that promotes the organization of society along racial lines, including the demonization of white people, should be called truth theory. Number three, the Hollywood star embraced boycotting Georgia over the state's voter integrity law, which were intended to combat voter fraud. Smith moved the shooting of his slavery-themed movie, Emancipation, from Georgia to Louisiana in protest. As Breitbart News reported, he explained the move this way. Quote, the new Georgia voting laws are reminiscent of voting impediments that were passed at the end of Re Reconstruction to prevent many Americans from voting. Regrettably, we feel compelled to move our film production work from Georgia to another state. Number four, in 2020, Smith joined other Hollywood elites and made a financial contribution to Democrats running in Georgia's Senate runoff election. A-list Democrat celebrities, including George Clooney, Joaquin Phoenix, and Leonardo DiCaprio, joined Smith in pouring cash into Georgia's, pardon me, Georgia's runoff elections, hoping to push Democratic challengers John Ossoff and Raphael Warnock across the finish line, thereby flipping the Senate blue. They succeeded. Number five, Smith saw nothing but darkness and hopelessness in Donald Trump's rise to the White House. Without mentioning the then-incumbent by name, Smith told an interviewer, this is the purge, right? According to IndieWire, this is the cleanse, this is what happens. This is the natural reaction to the amount of light that came into the world when Barack Obama was president. We had to expect that pendulum was going to go the other way, a cleanse, but this is the darkness before the dawn. Who would be Smith's role model in the Oval Office? In 2016, he spoke directly about the admiration for Barack Obama during the appearance on The Late Show with Stephen Colbert, Rex's favorite show. Quote, I was thinking about it, but you know I watched Barack Obama for the last eight years, and that's a hard job. I definitely have the itching. I have lots of views and ideas, and sometimes I hear people say things on television. I just want to run against them. Like, son, you can't even run your old household. You're... Your daughter dresses like a prostitute. And this is just from looking at the pictures from the award show where he was. we talked about he was dancing afterwards. And I think they were up there when he accepted his award after the post-Chris Rock slap. And the the son wasn't wearing a dress, but I know the son wears one with regularity. And then his, his wife is sleeping with other men in you know, an open marriage. And you think that you want to... Well, I mean, actually, to be fair... Joe Biden's running the, quote unquote, running the country. So maybe Will Smith could. Yeah, and I was just thinking, if he can't handle a joke about his wife like that, and he's wanting to be president, how is he going to handle all of the comments and jokes and things that's thrown at the president? He should take a cue from Joe Biden and just respond with, "Come on, man." Yeah, which is. You know, they, you can joke about the open relationship. You just can't joke about her being bald. That's that's the difference. You know, that's open season about the open relationship, not the hair. Unless it involves toothpick shaker. <laughs> Correct. Toothpick yeah. shaker. Boom roasted. This is Blue Collar Blacklisted. Hey, I got a note here. We covered a few different stories from that, that consisted of videos and recordings that undercover mothers 
released. They 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 were responsible for finding it. So uh, Undercover Mothers is this group. You can describe it better. You've been communicating with them, but it's a group of basically clandestine moms that, and I think that the stuff that we covered was actually from private schools. So if I'm remembering backwards here, remembering backwards, working backwards, that was the sexual whale thing was was one of them. So it was these private schools that have a certain, and it's a, a large number of schools have this certain accreditation and ones with that accreditation were pushing this. They were pushing this sexually debased pervert curriculum and it was a requirement for the staff and students to not tell the parents. So you're, they were they're paying for their children to go to private school, and they're they're being subjected to this without the parents' knowledge, which is a common theme in public and private school now. And so, all that to say, or did you have anything to add? No. <laughs> okay. Um, we are going to have a representative from Undercover Mothers on our show. We're we're still scheduling it. It probably. It could potentially be this coming Thursday or the next one. And if anybody has any questions that they would like to ask Undercover Mothers, uh, you can email us, info at bcblpodcast.com. So, yeah, if you have any questions for them, uh, and go back. and I can't remember the particular episodes. It's been within the last four or five that, oh, that's right episode we discussed them in episode 56 yeah so go back and listen to episode episode 56 to see some of their work but this is this is uh they're doing magnificent things and if it hadn't been for them that that information most likely would have never been disseminated at a national level for us to even see it or talk about it and cover it so that that's forthcoming so if you have any questions start sending them in uh when we changed our name on spotify I'm gonna shield for some for some reviews on Spotify. <laughs> our ratings or our reviews disappeared when we changed the name from Common Man's Common Sense to Blue Collar Blacklisted. <clears throat> so could you please leave us a review, please? What was it? Reverse of thing. Leave us leave us a review, please. <laughs> Reverse. So can you ask the listeners to please leave us a review on Spotify? Please, please leave us a review on Spotify. I didn't tr- say try to be sexy. I, I, uh, that's kind of the way it worked out, though, didn't it? <laughs> uh, you can reach us at info at bcbl.com. Info at bcbl.com. That's not. That's not yet. That's not? It's no. BCB, info at bcblpodcast.com. There you go. There you go. Edit button. <laughs> Edit button. And for everybody, we are now on... Apple Podcasts, YouTube, Audible, Amazon, Spotify, Breaker, Google Podcasts, Radio Public, Pocket Cast, iHeartRadio, CastBox, Stitcher, and two new platforms in TuneIn and Pandora. Sure, social media platforms are aware of the latest narratives dangerous to public health. You shouldn't be banned from one platform and not others uh, if you are for uh, uh, providing misinformation out there. Algorithms, I don't know how they work, but they all do know how they work. The public has a right to know. That's the point that we're making, and we're dealing with a life or death issue here, and so everybody has a role to play in making sure there's accurate information. Black
Yeah, so Jin Saki uh, is in talks to go to MSNBC. By the way, I saw that earlier today. <clears throat> that doesn't have anything to do with this next story. And this is a shocker. This is So this is on New York Post. New York Post is the one that originally broke the laptop from hell story. And it was, of course, it was informa- misinformation. They suppressed it, which is, like I said last week, one of the ways that they... Uh, Helped rig the election. So Hunter Biden helped secure funds for U.S. biolab contractor in Ukraine in his emails. Russia's assertion that President Biden's son Hunter was financing biological laboratories in Ukraine was based in truth, according to emails reviewed by the Post. A trove of emails on Hunter Biden's infamous laptop, the existence of which was exclusively reported by the Post in October of 2020, found that he played a role in helping California defense contractor analyze a California defense contractor analyzed killer diseases and bioweapons in Ukraine. Moscow has claimed that secret American biological warfare labs in Ukraine were justification for its unprovoked invasion of the neighboring country last month. It doubled down on the accusations Thursday, claiming the labs produced biochemical weapons at the Biden family's behest. Quote, U.S. President Joe Biden himself is involved in the creation of biolaboratories in Ukraine. Russia's state Duma speaker, Vyacheslav Volodin, Vyacheslav Volodin, according to state media. Man, that's when, a good picture right there. Isn't it? When you say bio labs, you mean meth labs? Well, <laughs> I mean, looking at him. Dude, something I keep forgetting to do on these shows is uh, your impression of him making the my dick jokes. Because <laughs> <laughs> he's yeah. in serious conversations via email with his attorney making like, uh, my dick. Like, <laughs> Look at this He's guy. He's staring into your soul right there. Golly, dude. No, well, what it is, like somebody is, they're holding the camera with one hand and, and a crack pipe with the other, and they're moving it back and forth like you would with a dog in a treat, and he, like they just happen to catch him when he's when it's passing by the lens of the camera. Like So this guy just, it looks like he just woke up or he just had like a three-day bender. I think he's, he's in got a perpetual no, bender. He's got no shirt on. He's got definite bedhead, <laughs> and he's trying to give like serious hard stare at the camera. <laughs> no, I think you see. Like I said, I, th- I think he's he's being lured by a uh, crack pipe. You think so? Golly, dude, that's a creepy dude. Yeah. Quote: An investment fund run by his son Hunter Biden funded research and the implementation of the United States military biological program. It is obvious that Joe Biden, as his father and the head of state, was aware of that activity. Biden continued demanding a U.S. congressional investigation and a White House explanation. U.S. intelligence officials had earlier dismissed Russia's messaging as war propaganda, explaining that Ukraine's network of biological labs dedicated to pathogen research were not secret and had publicly received funding from Washington. However, Russia's new claim that the First Sons Investment Fund was involved in raising money for biolab projects in Ukraine was accurate, according to emails involving Hunter Biden's dealings in Ukraine. First obtained by the Post and initially reported on by the Daily Mail Friday. Rosemont Seneca Technology, which we've actually talked about this because we saw the emails. We had the emails on the show. Rosemont Seneca Technology Partners invested 500000 in the San Francisco Pathogen Research Company, Meadow Biota, and raised millions more through firms that included Goldman Sachs, according to the emails found on the computer, which was abandoned at a Delaware repair shop in April of 2019. As Joe Biden ran for president, Hunter introduced Meadow Biodata to officials at Burisma, the Ukrainian gas company, where he was a board member for a, quote, science project involving biolabs in Ukraine, the emails show. Think about that. A memo from Biodata official to then-Vice President, Vice President's son in 2014 said the company could assert Ukraine's cultural and economic independence from Russia, and there they are. Let's see what they're riding on there. They're in some sort of aircraft right there. 
aren't they? Yeah, that's what it looks like. Meadow Biodata Vice President Mary Uteri also wrote to Hunter about geopolitical issues involving the company's research in the former Soviet Republic in April of 2014, two months after Russia invaded and annexed the Crimea region. As promised, I've prepared the attached memo, which provides an overview of Meadow Biodata. I'm sorry, Meadow Biota, our engagement in Ukraine and how we can potentially leverage our team, networks, and concepts to assert Ukraine's cultural and economic independence from Russia and continued integration into Western society, her memo read. Days later, Burisma executive Vadim, name I can't pronounce, wrote to Biden about, as as you called, Science Ukraine Project. As I understand, the Meadow Biota was a subcontract to principal contractor of the DOD BNV engineering firm Black & Veatch. His email read, what kind of partnership... Meadow Biota is looking for in Ukraine. Broken English. The U.S. awarded $23.9 million to Meadow Biota later in 2014 with $307,091 allocated for, quote, Ukrainian research project. Government spending records show the younger Biden bragged to investors that his company organized funding for Meadow Biota and helped to get new customers, including government agencies, according to emails, BNV, had been commissioned in 2010 by the U.S. Defense Threat Reduction Agency to build a lab in Odessa to enhance the government's existing surveillance systems to detect, report, and respond to bioterrorism attacks, epidemics, and potential pandemics, the company's website said. Hmm. Hunter Biden's ventures raised the eyebrows of a former CIA officer, quote, his father was the vice president of the United States and in charge of relations with Ukraine. So why was Hunter not only on the board of a suspected suspect Ukrainian gas firm, but also hooked them up with a company working on bioweapons research, Sam Fattis told the Mail. It's an obvious Russian propaganda attempt to take advantage of this, but it doesn't change the fact that there does seem to be something that needs to be explored here. And remember, what was it that Donald Trump was impeached for? Asking, asking, uh, what, what's the Zelensky. superhero's name? Yeah, Zelensky. Um, you know, the bionic man, Zelensky. <laughs> Stone Cold Is Zelensky. Is that because he wears tights? Stone Cold Zelensky. Superman, Zelensky, what else you got? Terminator, T-800. (laughs) Universal Soldier, Zelensky. That's what I'm looking for. Universal Soldier, Zelensky. Asked him to to look into this, and what happens? Oh, you get impeached. You can't ask about this. You can't ask about Hunter and his business dealings over here. And that's the thing. When you look at the people that that he was interacting with, he had really zero qualifications to be interacting with any of them other than he was selling access to his father, who was the vice president, who was ripe to do that because he wanted... 10% 10% for the big guy. That's kind of what I was – I'm trying to make heads or tails of all of it in how that this guy's qualified to do anything, really, that, that he's been fooling with. Like, you've, you've got no business having your hand in any of it. Well, and, and not only that, though, too. Like, it, it's pretty obvious that this guy is a long-term drug abuse and drug addiction. And so anybody that they would try to counter the argument that any of – and there is nobody with, with a functioning brain – they would think that this was not complete and total corruption on on the Biden family behalf. But when they suppressed all this before the election, when it was coming to light, and one thing I did want to say, and we I don't have a link for it. I I, I didn't I did donate under our podcast to it, but uh, John Paul Mack was the guy, the repair guy that had the uh, is Reverso dying? Did you inhale a piece of a cracker? <laughs> Give him mouth to mouth. <clears throat> He'll get over it. It's done. <laughs> it's already done. So, 
yeah, John Paul Mack has a give send go now, so you can send the guy because they wrecked that dude's life. Like he closed his business down, he moved out of state. Dude, they came after that guy like a pack of velociraptors. So I don't know. I, I just thought that, you know, it'd be a good thing to do because he did the right thing, in my opinion. But uh, continuing, why is Hunter Biden in the middle of all this? Why is the disgraced son of the vice president at the heart of this? The guy with no discernible skills and a cocaine habit. That was the former CIA guy. Hunter Biden, 52, remains under federal investigation for possible tax fraud. The probe broadened in 2018 to look into how his international business dealings as a lobbyist and investor dovetailed with his father's political career. He has denied allegations of improprieties. You don't say. Is that all improprieties? Like, sleeping with prostitutes <laughs> and smoking crack and making crass jokes about your penis. Yeah, yeah, he denied them all. It's like, but we've got pictures of, of all of it. <laughs> you got pictures of my dick. <laughs> Unfortunately, those are out there, yes. Yes, yes Hunter. They, yes, those, we sure do. Those exist. Mm-hmm. We've actually got it on video. It's on 4K. We've got <laughs> very good video quality of. <laughs> Which one of the things, though, with the the, uh, the John Paul Matt guy did a big extensive interview on Breitbart. Too long to cover here. I would have. But I suggest looking it up. Just Google his name in Breitbart. It's a really good interview. It's fascinating. And he goes through the process of, they, well, first of all, he describes getting the, the things from Hunter Biden, the computers. And it's, it's just fascinating um, because the dude was drunk when he, when he showed up. And uh, he had, there was actually three laptops. They were all, I guess, waterlogged. So one of them, he recovered the data there and let Hunter take it with him. One of them was too too damaged to mess with, so Hunter took it with him, and then he left this one that he that he never picked up. And so the guy was actually pretty frightened when he found out what was on it, but after 90 days, it became his property. And so I just wish that he would have went, like, he contacted Giuliani's team eventually, but it took him a year to do that because he contacted the FBI first, and this is anybody that's ever paid attention to any of this is familiar with. The FBI didn't do anything with it until it became an issue right there during the election when pretty much all of the social media companies that nobody should be on anymore suppressed it for the benefit of helping Joe Biden, who, if you remember, obviously to this day, Donald Trump can pack out capacity crowds wherever he goes. And they ha- remember they had the little white circles and everywhere Joe Biden was speaking, like, oh, we're social distance. It's <laughs> makes my head hurt. But yeah, they were like, we got to keep six feet away. And then only 12 people showed up and they were like, hey, we got to make this uh how about we say 12 feet away? <laughs> yeah, they got, well, then they had them. <laughs> we, we spread you guys out a little bit farther. Let's, uh, we're going to have to spread it a little thin to make sure uh, it looks like people showed up. Right, and then, but they were also doing them from their car. So if, if, we, if, that, wasn't enough hunter, if that wasn't enough, Hunter, here's some more. What an, another beautiful picture. I wonder what, what these tattoos are on his back. It looks like random. I'm, I'm not even worried I'm about the I'm wondering about the tan line. Thank you. Is That's that like what, a female's yes. he's strap got a, or he's something? He's got a tan line across his back. Like He looks like he's been wearing a, a top. Yeah, the swimsuit. That is weird. Yeah, yeah, it that sure enough like is weird. <laughs> it was strapless though; it didn't go over the shoulders. Uh, no, it's yeah, it wasn't a halter top or anything. It was just yeah, yeah. it was a strapless top. We're uh, we're here on Breitbart. This is CNN finally admitted on Wednesday that Hunter Biden's laptop from hell is authentic. And you know when CNN starts to admit this, there's at least a certain degree of likelihood that this butthole is going to get in some trouble for this. I, I personally, I know a lot of people disagree. At a minimum, it's going to go to it's going to a grand jury. I think he's going to be indicted. Not saying that, you know, we'll see where it goes from there. Yeah, they can indict that guy till the cows come home. He will never see prison. 
Unless the Democrats, oh, look, they, they, you could actually see his butt crack, but they pixelated it. Yeah, they blurred it out a little bit. Is this what? Coincidentally, if you were to unpixelate it, it would look just like his face. Yeah. <laughs> but, like, is, is this what career politicians' sons do? Like, you ask John like, Kerry and Nancy Pelosi. Yeah, this you, is it. You've got no marketable skills. So basically, what you do is develop a cocaine habit and a prostitute habit, and then you have to go out and take nude photos and get this. Ta- like he's got tattoos on wait, your wait, back wait, wait, to wait. make you look like you've got some kind of street credit or something. He's he's got these tattoos that are like scratches across. That's what his I was back. trying to figure. Like it's like Freddy Krueger. Yeah. got his back. I don't know what he's supposed like, to be. Look at how hard I am. My Dad's a politician. My dick. <laughs> <laughs> so, it, no, well, did the corruption come first and then the crack, or the crack precede the corruption? It's I'd, like the chicken and the egg. <laughs> yeah, the corruption came first. Okay. Yeah. The corruption, then, then he yeah, developed he his crack. Born into thing. corruption. Yeah, uh, born into corruption. Yeah. And uh, bred into crack. <laughs> <laughs> okay, here we go. Let's hold this together. CNN finally admitted on Wednesday that Hunter Biden's laptop from hell is authentic 532 days after the initial story broke on October 24th of 2020, notably calling it, quote, Russian disinformation and made up at the time. There are a lot of issues that the Justice Department are looking into, including one, of course, this laptop on the right wing has featured a lot of stories about Hunter Biden. CNN's ever Evan Perez acknowledged, we know the FBI has possession of it and that they believe it is his laptop. We have a video to go with this, I do believe. And so first up is a short clip of CNN. There was a longer one, but this is what I got. Come on. Oh, there's a lot of issues that the, the Justice Department has looked into, including, of course, uh, this laptop that uh, on the right wing has, has featured a lot of, a lot of stories about, about Hunter Biden. We know the FBI has possession of it and that they believe it is his laptop, that the contents of it are his. So there's a lot of issues oh. that the... That sounds a little bit different than what you were saying. And this, uh, who is this on CBS? I hate this woman. Uh, Another hack that said it was fake. Where we go. Multiple sources tell CBS News that the federal investigation into Hunter Biden's business practices is broader than previously known. The probe is exploring whether the younger Biden and his associates violated tax, money laundering and foreign lobbying laws. Business records reviewed by CBS News and documents released by Republicans in Congress indicate multiple financial transactions involving Hunter Biden, his firm and a Chinese energy company called CEFC. Republicans allege that the company is an arm of the Chinese government. In 2017, the year after Joe Biden left the vice presidency, a $1 million retainer was signed with the Chinese energy company for Hunter Biden's services as a lawyer. His client, a CEFC official, Patrick Ho, was later convicted of international bribery and money laundering charges for unrelated work in Africa. This week on the Senate floor, Republican Chuck Grassley presented financial records that he said showed six-figure payments from the Chinese energy company to Hunter Biden's firm. Hunter Biden and James Biden served as the perfect vehicle by which the communist Chinese government could gain inroads here in the United States. Multiple sources. That's the end of that clip. What she didn't cover was the guy that, that she said got arrested was in trouble in two other countries for pay-to-play scheme racketeering. That's what exactly what he's being accused of. 
So no, surely, surely my dick Hunter wasn't doing that. Is he actually a lawyer? Yes. Hunter Biden is a lawyer. I, he said on on uh Jimmy Kimmel that he had went to Yale. So yeah. Which it's okay. His dad lied about his uh, college record as well, but no, I, I believe he did go to Yale as a law student. So, but I don't know that. If so he passed the bar. There's no way that guy legitimately passed the bar. Right. I mean, he probably stopped and got a drink. <laughs> he passed some bar, but he didn't pass the, the legal bar. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I'm, like I said, pay to play. That's that's how the Bidens get down. So no, I just thought it was interesting how, and that that's one of the reasons that I think that that you could could potentially be wrong is, is that, dude, even even CNN and and CBS or and and MSNBC and quite a few others don't have a choice but to start exp- it's being exposed one way or the other, and when you look at the poll numbers and everything else, and I kind of thought this would happen sooner. There, there's, in my opinion, at least decent potential that they'll use this as a leverage point to get this idiot out of there. But they, it can't go on like this. And so, and that, I don't have this story up, but as of today, uh, that Title 42 deal with the immigration, they're doing away with that. So the border is basically, you're inviting everybody in at this point, and that's Mayorkas is behind that. And I don't... Apparently, there's nothing legally that can be done to stop it. Which, at some point, with the madness that's occurring, the it's going to be incumbent on the people to do something about it themselves. This madness can't continue because this oh the the basis for this absolute corruption and overrunning of our country. Oh, we we have legal precedent to do this. Well, ultimately, it's the it's it's the it's the obligation of the citizens, and it's it's the will of the citizens that you're ignoring. This madness is gonna have to stop, and it's gonna have to stop soon, if you ask me. This this can't continue like this. This is no. But how much I, will do the citizens have? Is the question. Well, like I said before, dude, when you start to see food shortages, that and now you've got this bungling moron saying there's going to be food shortages. Not that he's ever accurate, but but uh, it stands to reason that with all the shortages you've seen everywhere else and the things that are going on with the fertilizer and stuff and in relation to all the things occurring over there with Russia and Ukraine. Uh, but I, I think a lot of this is by design, though, like because they're wanting to talk about moving to, or they are talking about moving to what JC was talking about, the, this controllable digital currency. And so the the World Economic Forum, and I'm not super well-versed on this, but... They're talking about this is a food shortage is an avenue to start implementing those things. And that's what they always do. They create all these problems that we have are really by their design. You create the problem and then you create the solution. And when you create the solution, we walk away with less freedom, taking it on the chin and making an excuse. And that's what Buford is making a reference to. People just take it, take it, take it, take it, take it. And which there's a younger segment of the population that will be happy to move to a digital currency because it's trendy, hip, new, cool, easy. But, and I don't want to go on a humongous tirade about it, but uh, I can't even remember what brought me well, there. I mean, it, they, which they've <clears throat> they weakened the United States currency. And he, I mean, the, the dollar so much anyway is that I've heard talks here in the last week that it would 
it's it's possible that it will no longer be the world's reserve currency. And that's the, I think that's their plan. Yes. And yeah, that's correct. That's what they're talking about doing for us. What Saudi Arabia is talking about doing for the oil switching over to the Chinese one instead of the U.S. dollar. And if OPEC does that, I mean, man, that's that's massive. Yeah, I don't I don't see how we stand to. I mean, we're going to be on the losing end of it. Yeah, and, and I mean, the American who's, people. When and who's ultimately we, responsible for it, though? Is the American population responsible for this ineptitude and corruption? Absolutely not. Well, and it's so much as that the people that voted for this BS, because you didn't like the Trump, Donald Trump's tweets, but why is this not filed under the adults are back in charge? That's okay. Still on Breitbart. Joe Biden brought detailed note cards for tough... Putin Q&A questions. So, you know, he said that the, uh, he goes on this tirade at the end of the press conference where he was reading from a teleprompter, went off script and said that, uh, what what did he say about him needing to be taken out of power? He cannot remain in power. Yeah. And so which caused an uproar and even Democrats were chastising him. So uh, let me uh, get down to the body of this here. Photos reveal that President Joe Biden brought detailed note cards for, from his staff on Monday for a series of questions at the White House about his off-the-cuff statement on Russian President Vladimir Putin. So, here's look, let me see that picture. Boom, there you go. Tough Putin Q&A talking points. Number one, if you weren't advocating for regime change, what did you mean? Can you clarify? Answer. <laughs> this is... This is insane. This is insane, dude. Is that legitimate? Yes, that's it a- absolutely is, yes. Yeah, that's that's been verified multiple times. I was expressing, what does it say? I was expre- as expressing. The moral, the moral outrage I felt toward the actions of this man. What's the next one? I was not articulating a change in policy. That's because you weren't articulating anything because you're not capable. Number two, uh, and that that's a, kind of obscured by the microphone. Macron said he wouldn't have used these. Yeah, NATO So this is a picture of a cue card. Yeah, that that hand. is in Biden's hand. Yes, correct. And this is a and detailed cue card, right? But we've also seen this before, which which just proves the point. That this guy is not really calling the shots on anything. You know, Obama and a few others probably really are calling the shots. But so I'm sure you have press member for you know photographers. Yes. Now go with their lenses just so they can get close shots of his cue cards. We've seen this before, though. Yeah, yeah, I know. You know yeah. And we and we also know that he has the the cards. We covered that early on where he's got the cards with the reporter's name and pictures and everything's all pre-done. And yeah, that's... <laughs> Elect a clown. Expect a, expect a clown show, dude. But... Yeah, I, that should have been under the adults are back in charge, but it wasn't. And up next is Peter Ducey questioning Biden about the things that he said at the press event with that cue card. And here it is. Are you worried that other leaders in the world are going to start to doubt that America is back if some of these big things that you say on the world stage keep getting walked back? What's getting walked back? It made it sound like, just in the last couple days, uh, it sounded like he told U.S. troops they were going to Ukraine. It sounded like he said it was possible the U.S. would use a chemical weapon, and it sounded like you were calling for regime change in Russia. And we know... None of the three occurred. 
None of the three. None first. of the three. Mr. President. You, you interpret the language that way. I was talking to the troops. We were talking about helping train the troops in that's that are, on the, the, the Ukrainian troops that are in Poland. That's what the context. I sat there with those guys for a couple hours. That's what we talked about. So when you said you're going to see when you're there, you were not intending to I was see referring with. to with meeting with and talking with the uh, Ukrainian troops who were in Poland. And when you said a chemical weapon use by Russia would trigger a response in kind. It will trigger a significant response. What does that mean? Her. I'm not going to tell you. Why would I tell you? You've got to be silly. The world wants to know? The world wants to know a lot of things. I'm not telling them what the response would be. Then, then Russia knows the response. It's like a little kid. It's like a little kid is running. He That's said none of those watch. three things, none of those happened. You could kind of hear Peter Deuce like he's, None of those happened yeah. because, like I've seen the clips, they absolutely did happen. Well, you interpreted the language wrong. Yes, you absolutely. He said, "You'll see when you're over there," meaning he was talking to this group of troops. Mm-hmm. You will see whenever you're over there. Over there being Ukraine. Yeah, and then the the absolute like the regime change. Yes, that really. I mean, like, you oh said, yeah, you even, said that. Even the Democrats were kind of, yeah. Oh God, he he did say that. And said, for God's sakes, this guy can't remain in power. Yeah. And which I mean, I don't see what the big deal about that is versus Lindsey Graham saying that somebody needs to assassinate the guy. No. Like what? I mean, there's no difference. Which Lindsey Graham didn't get raked over the coals near to the extent that this guy did, but. It, by, it, this dude's. I mean, when they selected him to put him as a figurehead, the Democrat Party. I mean, in the establishment, they know that this dude has a rich history of outright lies, gaffes. I mean, he's a gaff machine and just says whatever. He lies constantly, and we've covered that extensively over the the life of our show. It really I, just. I just don't know what they were expecting. Like, I don't know what you thought you were getting when you elected a clown. It gets me when Peter Ducey, because I wouldn't be able to do this, when when he says something like that, and he still says, he, he refers to, to Biden respectfully and says, Mr. President, yeah. like, that that seems like that would be hard to do for me because, I mean, like you said, your, your Biden name, your family name is tarnished. It's just, I mean, it basically, it's synonymous with corruption and your, your family is garbage. And to me, you don't really res- like you don't deserve no, the respect that's, that's forwarded to you. And, and really, dude, in in my opinion, when you're looking at even the Republican Party, like there's very few that that I even have any any amount of respect for. The Republican Party has allowed so much of these things to transpire, even with the border. And so, uh, you know, I know older older folks that that are almost like the way. I mean, because you see plenty of Democrats older Democrats that don't seem to realize how much the Republican Party is completely, um, it's just a complete metamorphosis. It's not even remotely close to what it used to be. It's, it's, it's insanity. They still pull the lever because that's what they all have always done. And so Republicans are the same way. Older Republicans, no matter what the Republican Party does, they pull the lever for the Republican Party, even though the Republican Party at this point has, they've, they've left everybody behind. And remember, the Republican Party soundly rejected and regurgitated Donald Trump. They they were they had a lot to do with with how twenty twenty 
transpired. And then ultimately now they've got a lot. It was Mike Pence is, is he's around. I think it was, I can't remember. Uh, uh, it wasn't BizPack review. I national public review, something uh, it's one of the smaller quote unquote conservative sites. He pens a, a, a piece yesterday and it would not let me leave my comment on it. Why wouldn't they do that? Cause he, he wrote it. I don't know if he reads the comments or not. Probably. I'm sure he doesn't have anything else to do. He shouldn't. <laughs> so, but basically saying, like, he kept talking about the Trump-Pence agenda and how we need to leave the past in the past. Like, we need to move forward, forward together. No, absolutely not. Because if we don't address the things that happened, and, and ultimately you you need to go, Judas, Judas Pence, and you're literally your, your, your gold coin. Yeah, I don't want to rehash all that. I'm, I'm going to get on a, on a side tirade. No way. But But they're still around, like... These people have sold the old hat Republicans out, and they're still trying to do it. Places like the Lincoln Project, they've, they've done the same thing the Democrats have done. They've moved almost, well, they've moved past the spot that the Democrats were in the 90s to the left, if you ask me. And yeah. they, they've had the ability to do something out the, about the border before we were even born, and they've never done it. Our entire life they've talked about it, and they've never done it. And I remember you know, when, when Obama was in office, hearing Nancy Pelosi and the Yeah, Democrats, they did. They passed amnesty. Exactly. Uh, they they were talking about uh, uh, technological control at the border. You know, other other means instead of a physical a physical wall. We, that 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 doesn't work. Yet that's what they put everywhere else are physical barriers. They're all oh, uh, drones and and manpower and cameras and alert systems. Yeah, because they they knew none of that was ever going to happen. And not only was that not going to happen, they knew that it was pretty easy to, to uh, mask the fact that, that none of those have been implemented because nobody would have access to that or anything. And yeah. you can, where it's, as it's opposed to being bit, able to see. Yeah, it's a little bit easier to spot a physical barrier than spot a drone. A drone and quote-unquote sensors and all the other nonsense they're talking about. But that's what the Republican Party is. That's what they've done. And they're they're really no better. They're just as responsible, in my opinion, for this idiot being here as not. Yes. But it's what they're they're that two that, heads of the same snake. Oh yeah, but that tangent was in relation to, to to you saying that you just can't respect that guy. I can't respect any of them. Dude, so people are asking, what happens with the midterms? So what happens if? So let's say what happens in the, in the midterms? Is is anything going to change in the midterms? Uh, who wants to go first? I have my opinion, but uh, I mean, uh, just because of what the polling data and stuff that they're pulling right now, currently, um, and obviously all of this stuff could change before the midterms rolls around. But I think the Republicans are going to do well. Um, I mean, they'll they'll probably, I, in my opinion, they'll probably take the House and they'll do absolutely nothing with it. I mean, it's you may slow the bleed, but as far as gaining any ground, like it'll never happen. Yeah, it, yeah, it, it, we're getting into, to my opinion, desperation mode, and people just don't realize it yet. But uh, yeah, I mean, even if you take the House and the Senate, remember you had the the supermajority in Trump's first two years, and again, they did nothing. John McCain sold us out on Obamacare, and that's my point, dude. That and I said that to somebody just the other day. The Republican Party has, has left everybody behind. John McCain, that that was dude. He's emblematic. They the the Republicans and Democrats both love him because they're they're one and the same. But remember when John McCain ran against Barack Obama in two thousand and eight, he was just horrible. Uh, his service meant nothing. 
but as he became more and more entrenched and embedded in Washington, D.C. and started to fall in line and, and get paid off, oh, everybody loved him. The same with George Bush. George Bush is a big amnesty advocate now, which he was always an amnesty advocate, but you know that wasn't as palatable to, to behave like he is now in 2001. So what do I think will happen at the midterms? I think, I think there's strong potential for Republicans to take the Senate and the House, but I, th- I think overall it's probably pretty meaningless. There are things that they, they could potentially change with some immediacy uh, with, without the president's signature. I, I, I don't know. They, like Rex said, they, they could alleviate some of the, the, the pain that you felt over the last year and a half and stuff, that the, the onset. Because what, what, what you're seeing the onset of now is, is going to get progressively worse and to the point it's very painful. And I, I said this some months ago, I, I think some of that pain is going to be necessary to spur people into reality. But as far as meaningful, long-term, substantive change at the hands of Republicans that get elected these midterms, nah. You're going to have to see more people, more America First candidates, or nothing's going to happen. You, we're, we're kicking the can down the road in this country. Things, things have got to change. People have to get involved. Every, so that's going to, it's going to require people at, at our level of society to, to, to be informed. People are ill-informed. And look, just like we we're talking about earlier, when you think about Will Smith, which by the way, he apparently just resigned from the, uh, the Academy or whatever. So I don't think that slap was fake. I think that, like I said, there's going to be repercussions from that, but think about how newsworthy that was like people. Will Smith has nothing to do with your freedom. Nothing. This, it's completely, totally, and absolutely insignificant. But people were obsessed. That story just spread like fire. And I get it because the spectacle of, of a superstar, bona fide star, slapping the crap out of another one, like, I mean, I guess it's, it's, it's kind of like, well, what's weird? You know what I mean? So I, I get it. It's a spectacle. But people have to have, like, these issues that are, like, they just... And I think they've been conditioned. And when you think about it now, like how, how much of civics is taught in school now? How much civics were we taught in school? They don't put a premium on this. They, I'm, I'm certain they don't put a premium on, on, on any worthwhile history right now so that people don't know. And and we'll get into that in a minute when, when we get into uh, the Democrat nut job wackos as far as what's going on with, with the kids in school and, you know, X, Y, and Z. But as far as the midterms, I, I, there, there's a lot of Trump-endorsed candidates but a lot of the Trump endorsed candidates, he can't vet them all, and see Trump's still kind of at the at the at the behest of of the Republican Party to a certain extent because in some of these think tanks because they're controlling his picks just like they did with the Supreme Court and their establishment. So not every candidate Trump endorses is worthwhile. Like that's that's just a short that's just the reality of it. That's the nature of politics. Only certain people can can find the finance and backing to run for office. And so that's why I keep talking about uh, uh, precinctcommittee.com. Dan Schultz, we're going to have it. Well, I don't know if it'll be on this show, if we're going to add it on. We'll have an interview with him tomorrow. It'll probably be short. Maybe we can add it to this show. If not, it'll be an extra bonus content. But And that's something that I kind of want to work towards on our show is something meaningful and substantive that people can do to get involved because what what's going on right now in this country is not cutting it. People are going to have to do something from from our level and up. The, and and even, that's why I keep going back to the point over and over, and I will always go back to it, of the January 6th deal. Mm-hmm. People didn't stand up. People haven't done anything. And they've let the election get stolen, and they haven't done anything. I, th- I think that one of the things, that, in my opinion, I could be completely wrong, but I think one of the things that you're going to see as far as the election fraud 
I think you're going to see more and more exposure as, as we get closer to 2024. I, I think that by that point, it's going to have been so bad. And pardon me if I've said this on here before, but I think that by that point, people are going to have, have been so fed up with, with what we're seeing now. Do we got two and a half, just over two and a half years left of this? I don't know. I, I almost think people are going to see so much of it, they're going to be numb to it. And I said this early on, and again, I've said it early on, food shortages, high gas prices, pain. And, dude, people hated it when I said it. Like, dude, I don't I, – I said it at the time, and, and you know, I, I was upset, like, and, and I don't – whatever. Opinions change, and I'm not saying my opinion has changed, but I almost hate to see the establishment Republican Party win big in the midterms because they'll think that all they have to do is not suck as bad as them. We need, a, like, true, actual America First candidates, true statesmen that care about the constituents and care about the country and not themselves. And, dude, they're, in, they're, they're pretty much non-existent. They're in very short I supply. So I, I would love to – I wouldn't love to see it. I almost think that it's necessary that Democrats retain control throughout the rest of this fake presidency for the, the pain to be turned up to 10 so people – or out of their comfort zone and stop stop laying down and taking it. Yeah, it's going to have point. to be. It's going to have to be. And so like and dude, it's it's going to suck for it, which it's going to suck for everybody, no matter what, dude. It doesn't matter what I say. It's going to be freaking painful for everybody. I know. I was at the gas pump the other day. It seems like I always have these gas pump stories now, but I was at the gas pump the other day, and I don't know. I, I may have even covered it in the last in the last episode, but one of the guys actually tried a few cards before he got one to work. Yeah. You know, and I mean, that's terrible, man. Gas pump stories with Buford. Yeah. This is gas pump story hour. I know I've said it in a previous episode is because people, because you ask when are people going to stand up and why that why they haven't already. And it's because they've been able to afford, like people can afford to. People can afford to be a little bit uncomfortable for now. But with with what's going on with, with food shortages and things like that, like, once people can't afford to sit down and sit back and and be in their comfort zone anymore, like you said, it's going to take a little pain, and it sucks. But it's to me, it's what's coming. It's it's pretty well inevitable at this point. Yeah, and I, I read an article this week that said a generation is about to see something that they've never experienced, which is this generation that we have, they're about to see that they don't always get what they want when they want it with all the shortages. And so, because it's about to get worse. And so it's going to be interesting to see how they react to that with the shortages getting worse. So hopefully it'll I think wake them up. I, I think that you'll see them respond potentially with violence. Like that's what they know, and that when you watch uh, riots to get what you want, and and belligerence and violence routinely gets people what they want, or it seems to at least in in media. I think people get violent. I mean, think about the way like Black Friday, the way people behave on Black Friday, getting trampled and stuff like that. If if you know people are wait if if people in theory. And I don't know that it's going to get to this point. I hope that it doesn't, for my own sake. <laughs> and, of course, only our listeners, our listeners' sake. 
I mean, if people are waiting on on uh, trucks to to come to the Dollar General and Publix and uh, Menards or whatever else we have up here in the Bucies and yeah, in the Northeast, uh, Wagles in the and Pacific Northwest, yeah, Marvin's, J Post, and Marvin's, uh-huh. Bills, Bills Grocery. No, if people are waiting, you know, what 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 do you what makes you think people wouldn't behave the same way over feeding their family? They they would act worse. So, I don't know, but it's uh so yeah, I, I don't I don't know that I have big hope. I mean, I I obviously want the Republicans in the clean house just because, but I don't know that it's going to equate to any like I said substantive long-term ch- change. Like you you have to have people and I mean, I'm my my wife says, "Oh, you're a Donald Trump fanatic," and I don't think that I'm a Donald Trump fanatic. I think that's the first time that you saw anybody at, at that level of office that actually seemed to care about the American people and care about America as the principle and as as is what it was supposed to be. And you don't you never got that. Do working backwards, Mitt Romney definitely wasn't that. Um, John McCain was not that. George Bush was not that. And Dude, who, who politically in the Congress can you point to in the last 30 years that was at that level? Nobody. Nobody, dude. Because all these people get caught with their hand in the cookie jar. And uh, Rand Paul, working with these people, wor- working with the establishment on H-1B visas recently, voting for more H-1B visas. Like, everybody thinks Rand Paul's a great conservative. And Rand Paul says a lot of great things. He's done some good things. So has Ted Cruz. But he's, they still get caught with their hand in the cookie jar. They still get caught with their lips on these cheeks of the establishment with regularity. And you can't have that. And that's not really something that Donald Trump ever did to, to any meaningful degree that I can recall right now anyway. And so, basically, what I'm saying is Matt, Matt Gates and Marjorie Taylor Greene and Lauren Boebert, like, which they're all three in the House of Representatives, uh, Grassley and Johnson right now in the Senate are the ones that are covering. They're the ones showing the receipts off of that laptop, and that's good. That's good work. But uh, and that's why I said last week I like what Trump did with Mo Brooks. But you, you can't you can't go just on the Trump endorsement. Don't don't vote for whoever Trump's endorsed. Do your own research. I, I love Donald Trump. I, I like what he does, but he doesn't have the ability to vet them. And do Kemp was endorsed by Donald Trump, and look what Kemp did. So, uh, and he had to get Mitch McConnell, like, which begrudgingly, he endorsed Mitch McConnell, and without him, he may have lost to a Democrat, which at this point, I think would have been fine, in my opinion, which granted, yeah. you know, obviously, we wouldn't have control of the Senate, and it would probably be really terrible, but you got to get this guy out of there, and when the math works, that you could get a Democrat in there, when the math works, and they don't have control of the Senate, get, dude, you got to go, you can't keep rewarding these people for terrible policy. You just can't, but that's my tangent on what I think is going to happen in the midterms. You got anything to add to that? <laughs> so, no, I sure don't. That took on a life of its own. <laughs> Maxine Waters is up next. This is a really smart woman. She's super intelligent. What's up? Can you pause that? I want everybody to go home. What? what? So, what's going on in this clip? Here's a, this is this is a, a report from Fox News. 
uh, Representative Maxine Waters, which if you don't know who Maxine Waters is, she's a congresswoman from like the 43rd District of California, I believe, which includes Los Angeles. Yeah. They also called her and, Albert for Albert Einstein. Yes, because she's a bona fide genius. Yes. So um, Maxine Waters... <clears throat> Maxine Waters reportedly warned journalists not to not to report on a story regarding an event she attended near a homeless encampment in Los Angeles where tensions boiled over amid confusion over Section 8 housing vouchers. So, according to, the, to a report from the New York Post, Waters was present at the chaotic event where hundreds of homeless people showed up due to an inaccurate social media report that Section 8 housing vouchers were going to be distributed. So... <laughs> which is funny. Um, so, the, like they said, there was a report on on social media saying that they were going to be giving away Section 8 housing vouchers, so all of these homeless people show up, mm-hmm. um, and she's there. So, and she refers to, uh, um, it's the, they've got a... Uh, people should make a lot more of those false reports anytime they know any b-holes are going to show up somewhere. <laughs> but they, they've got an acronym. It's... Um, and they'll refer to it in here, but it's the Los Angeles uh, Homeless Services Homeless Services Authority. So whenever that comes up, but it'll come up in the video. But this is her telling homeless people because they showed up for vouchers, and she's telling them to go home. And so it works out real well. It's it's uh, it's brilliant because, like you said, she's Einstein. So oh yeah, old Albert. Another another location where they're taking after. There any more locations than this one? There might have been so many people out here. I want everybody to go home. And I want we don't got no home. That's why we here. Miss Waters, what home we gonna go to? Just a moment. Just a moment. Nothing is going to happen anymore today. But I, what we got to, well, that's what we got to that's why I'm here, and so I will be downtown with Lassa. I will get the housing authority. That's why they came out here today. I made them come out here, and I'm going to go. And you need to know why they, they're failing, because Blanca Jimenez repeated, we gave her several meeting requests for you concerning this in Lassa for years. But excuse and me, there's nobody in Washington who works for their people in pretty well inaudible but that yeah, is she, chaos she yeah. tells all the homeless folks to go home and it, she which, dropped the f-bomb on yeah. them too yeah she said there's nobody that works any epping harder than i do which is <sighs> that's pretty rich mm. that makes my head hurt no okay nobody works any harder than i do than grifting and being a scumbag that's that's also debatable still so are which, you saying that the public will start to react like that when they get hungry. That would be worse than that. 
I mean, but that that's the thing, like this right here, this is a culmination of bad policy. You have terrible policy, you have terrible leadership, <laughs> and there you are standing out in front of your constituents that supposedly voted for you, mm-hmm. which honestly, it, it kind of rolls into what we talked about last week when they were they were trying to do the uh, the audit on those the ballot machines. Mm-hmm. And to be honest, that's probably going on here in a smaller scale is voter fraud because mm-hmm. there, there's no way. I think she was elected in like 91. Yeah. No, oh, she's been up there a long time. Um, And she's worth something to the tune of about $3 million. Yeah, that's why she's able to stand there in her suit with that big, beautiful smile on her fake teeth face while you know these people don't have anywhere to live, which is also a direct result most likely of her crap policy and the par- the policies of her party. That, that man. But they don't want... But that's that's kind of what I was getting at because it was the Dominion voting machines is what we talked about a little bit yeah. last week. And that's like they and the county that they were auditing in last week, it was in Wisconsin, I believe. Mm-hmm. And it was a small county and had a small population, but they yeah. don't want any of this stuff to gain any kind of traction. They, they don't want this to hold water because if there's something going on in one of these small counties, if there's smaller voter fraud going on. And that there is. That's already been demonstrated. Yes. Yeah. And I'm I'm sure that that she's no exception. I I would I would be willing to bet that that's been going on for quite a while. Yeah, because I want to say it was uh, there was Wisconsin, uh, Michigan. Mich- there was a small county in Michigan that where that they had a, a few small uh, tabulation quote unquote tabulation errors, um, and it was enough to sway one of the smaller elections. I mean, I can almost remember the county, but my memory's just not that good. But yeah, that uh, she's le- definitely legitimately le- legitimately elected. Yeah, <laughs> no edit. So the rest of this story, which it basically it it talks about what all you just heard. Um, it goes through like the transcript of whatever that that they just said, telling them to go home, and the people saying that they don't have a home to go to, and then they tried to suppress this story. And it says, when a Los Angeles Times reporter contacted Waters about the event, the congressman reportedly tried to dissuade the paper from reporting the story. (laughs) Quote, you'll hurt yourself and the community trying to put this together without background, she told the reporter Connor Sheets. According to the Los Angeles Times, quote, I don't want you to start uh, trying to write it. You won't understand it. <laughs> That's so. So basically, like you're taking it completely out of context. Yeah. What What we might need to do is pull this from this show because we might just not understand what's happening here. It's yeah. complex. It's nuance. a complex and nuance. <laughs> what was that reverso? I was just going to say that that's their favorite line. Which one? When it comes to you, will understand. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Definitely. Absolutely. You wouldn't understand. We got to pull it. Now nah, we'll keep it. We do understand. <laughs> yeah. Oh, well, that means it is time. Uh-oh. For the adults are back in charge. Ah. <laughs> 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 hey, I only got one, then we'll move on. And that is Kamala Harris delivers another word salad. This is beautiful bean footage. So last week we had the significance of the passage of time. <laughs> I, I listened to that clip uh, a couple times when I re-listened to the podcast. Yeah. The significance... What did you think about it when you listened to the podcast? What did I think about it? Uh, let, he repeated it. The question. <laughs> we I, all know what, what that means. Oh, it was good. Never mind. Uh, the significance 
for the passage of time. I just thought, I love the way that she thought she was really, really doing something, dude. The significance of the passage of time. So she said it, and then quadrupled down. All right, here we go, here we go, here we go. This is on the Willie Moore show. Who's Willie Moore? Is he a guest that's coming on the show? She too? likes Willie's, like Willie, not nothing perverted, Willie Brown. Downtown Willie Brown? Downtown Willie Brown, and now Willie Moore. She likes Willie's. Oh, she must be uh, Slick Jada. Willie. Smith. Yeah. Yeah. There's a video. Reverso. There it is. You know, he's, he's spoken a little bit about transportation, and people across the country right now are in a crunch due to these extremely high gas prices. What's the solution? How do we get closer to a solution? Because literally, our stations across the country and all of us, we've been doing our best to do gas jobs because people can't get from point A to point B when they're on these fixed incomes. How do we get to a solution for that? Well, first of all, we've been understanding that it is a real issue. What we have done is we've also released some of the reserves, the petroleum reserves, to bring down the cost of gas prices. And we are also dealing with the cost of gas is just part of the issue of the cost of living, right? Yeah. It, it, it's too expensive for too many people to get by during a day and a half to the end of the month. Alrighty then. <laughs> yes, you're absolutely right. Yeah. So dumb for hearing that. <laughs> Thank you for imparting that wisdom. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yes, I, I it wish is this part of living expenses. <laughs> play the, play the, yeah, he's play one more time. Kind of what he was well, saying. Well, we got to play Kamala Harris twice. I apologize. Can you pause that? Just for the people that aren't going to be able to see this, Willie Moore is wearing a red fedora. And so, I don't know if you noticed this, but his headphones are down. With like, yeah, the, he, the headpiece yeah. is on the back of his neck just so he can wear that stupid-looking fedora. Yeah. He, the fedora itself actually looks good. It just looks dumb on him. It looks all right, doesn't it? I, don't really, I, I mean, the the red, dude, I'm just, no. you know, yeah. I'm, Would you like I'm to wear complete. a fedora while you do this show with your headphones like that? If so, I'll get you one for Christmas. I'll Yes, Christmas I would. is a long okay. way away. Only if I can wear my headset. Yes. Like this. Are they comfortable? Yeah. There's no, no way they can stay on not. that. They're, no, they're, I can't be comfortable. Yeah, I'll just go ahead and give it a shot. And because, it, look, the cord's putting pressure on them without the head brace that probably constantly pulls them down. And well, you know what? That cord on. is is going to mess up like that, too. Yeah. That, that cord, you know, you're going to always hear that static and all that crap. Yeah, they you know, sit on your ears all yeah. weird. Willie Moore's podcast, if that's what that is, probably doesn't have the quality that ours does. No. Definitely doesn't have the quality of content. Isn't that right? That's correct. And he said he's having a gas drive. I would have a gas if ride. If we had that quality of content, we could probably get that quality of guest. Don't you think? I uh, don't. We could get. Though that I could really. We could get Kamala on this is, show. The, the, like, to, <laughs> I mean, dude, think of the knowledge. That yeah, she she's going to outshine all of us, dude. Like combined, we don't even have like one. 32nd of her brain power. No. Like, you could say a statement, and then she could just basically reword it and say that, yes, times are hard. Well, <laughs> like, what? Mm, the times that are hard, how are they affected by the significance of the passage of time? Is my question. 
I would like to get her on. But again, she's going to outshine everybody on here. And it's basically going to it's going to turn into the Kamala Harris podcast hour. So <laughs> let's hear the rest of that one more time. Because there's... Because literally, our states have been across the country and all of us, we've been doing our best to do downs because people can't get from point A to point B when they only sticks in clubs. How do we get to a solution for that? Okay, pause there. So you can, you can stop it there. So you've been understanding that it's a real issue. Thank you for that. What, did you was somebody confused and thought that the gas gas prices yeah. was a fake issue? You know what? I think the gas prices are like they're a bunch of trumped up nonsense. It's not really happening. Right? It's like Tinkerbell. So, yes, if you don't believe, it dies. <laughs> Like, yes, absolutely. It is a real problem. Like, now, can we please move forward? But that's what these idiots they don't are. Understand. They're gonna, <laughs> they're gonna release however many millions of barrels, and it's gonna do not a damn thing. But the thing is, like, their solution, like these buffoons, have a solution, and it's everybody go buy an electric car. And like what he just said, these people on fixed income, they can't afford gas, much less an electric car. Hey, and. There is a year wait on an electric car right now, so you'd kind of be in a in a crunch if you're waiting on a year. <laughs> I don't see why everybody. What is everybody's problem? She said that they acknowledge it's a real problem. I mean, is that not enough to help? That should things should start turning around any second. Have they changed yet? I mean, any second. Hold on. Get on gas. I mean, buddy. And the thing is, like, I saw on the news the other day that they basically want to do a stimulus package. Uh, yes. As far as long as gas yeah. is on average over four dollars a gallon, just so fix the gas and. But that's the thing. Money. Like it, these people create problems, and the only thing you do, the only thing you know how to do, is, is, throw, down. is throw money at it. <laughs> they down. love giving money away. Yeah. We have no idea what what we did. We don't know how to fix it. But I'll tell you what does work. And that's the printer. Yeah, so but dude, here's just some money. Meanwhile, inflation's going through the roof. You're, the dollar is worth less, and it's in peril right now. And they can't figure out why. Ah, uh, they know. They know what they're doing because China's in their pocket. Which brings us, it's time. It really is time. This time, sorry, everybody's hopes up. It is. It's the time. What are you? How many? At? How many views? His podcast only has nine episodes. What a dork! And if, yeah, there it is. And they've Can, only got four listens. So and no reviews. So no give ratings. us a review and we'll be better than the Willie Moore show. We're already better than Willie Moore yeah. show, right? Yeah, we've got like a hundred more episodes than him. Yeah, we have a lot of episodes. <laughs> Sorry, I mean, we got to be better than him just by volume. Yeah, yeah, dude. Let's take it from the top. Is it? Did you? Did somebody say it's time? It is. It's time. It's time. It is. What it's, time is it? It is time for this week. An idiot, cross-dressing, confused, more on pervert, Democrat, nut job, wackos! We've got Disney up first today. Y'all ready for this? Yes. <laughs> oh, yeah. Even Reverso's happy. Because it's perverted. He's <laughs> oh, no. pumping. Oh, yeah. Uh, dude, my, my son asked a while back something about Disney. Son, as long as as long as you live in my house, you're not going to Disney. And, then, and there, there was going to be a resounding no. There was a, uh, 
Yeah, there's a lot of things that the answer is no to, but <laughs> yeah, Disney's right there at the top. And so there's but, some no's and there's some hell no's, and well, this one falls in the ladder, son. <laughs> they uh, there was a sh- uh, some kind of movie on whatever paid service we have. I know it's not Netflix, but uh, it's on Roku thing. But it was like Red the Red Panda, and I was like, I don't know, it looks weird. It was and pretty sure it's Disney. It is Disney. And so it was about like a Asian girl having her menstrual cycle or something. So yeah, we're yeah, well, no. Yeah, and like if it says Disney, it's out, dude. Unless it's something old, you're done. Was White Fang made by Disney? I don't. I've never seen White Fang. Hmm? What, what is the, that? What the hell is wrong with you, idiots? You've never. You've seen White Fang. I see. I don't have a good memory when it comes to music, movies, anything like that. I remember. White Fang, like the the name. I'm sure I've seen it. You'd have to help me remember. I, I, I think we're going to have to disband. <laughs> what, is, what is it? Is it about cats? I know you're a cat lover. No, is it about cats? You're a cat. How dare you? Yeah, that's, yeah I, I mean, like, he does have all those cats. Uh, in the house. Yes, I'm the crazy cat man. Yes. I own yeah, zero you, cats. You are the cat. Well, a, you don't own them, but you no, still have a bunch that, of them. That's true. <laughs> They're not mine. Yes. And I don't want them. Stanley uses a cat as a pillow and then uses another cat as a blanket. <laughs> yeah. And then and then he uses all of them for fertilizer. <laughs> he walks around his house in cat slippers. Yeah. <laughs> I know you're not laughing with them slippers you got. <laughs> uh, Disney's activism partner Nadine Smith of Equality Florida tells LGBTQ employees. I forgot that- the plus. Well, there's more on that in a minute. Oh, okay. Government Ron DeSantis and Christina Shaw want to erase you, criminalize your existence, and take your kids. A wild conspiracy theory that Republicans want to kidnap gay people's children. How gay people can't have children. Oh, goodness. You ready for the video? We're ready for this. Coverage. But the context is also who is pushing it what their record is, and what the history is in Florida. You know, you can go back to the, to the 50s, to the Johns Committee, where the legislature was, was actively uh, put together a task force whose whole job was to root out civil rights workers and any homosexuals in the university system. They destroyed lives. Literally, people committed suicide behind the, the relentless attack. And then you have Anita Bryant, and many of us are of an age to remember Anita Bryant's Save Our Children campaign, which was premised on the same, the <laughs> same ideas that undergird this bill. And because of her campaign that equated being gay with being a, a pre- child predator, she was able to pass a ban on gay people being able to adopt, a marriage ban, and then she took that nationwide. And so when we react to this, a lot of us are reacting from the pain we experienced of being isolated and stigmatized in school. But we're also reacting from the reality that when they can erase you, when they can criminalize your existence, when they can demonize who you are, the next step is to criminalize you and take your kids. He's and we're already fake. seeing that in Texas. So the slippery slope between these ugly messages, um, you know, emanating from legislative leaders in our state and then amplified by our governor, whose spokesperson immediately began calling everyone who opposed this bill uh, groomers, a.k.a. pedophiles. And and why wouldn't they? Which I got I got a lot of thoughts. Go ahead. One of the things that, that I immediately think of when she's talking about being stigmatized is, number one, the basket of deplorals comment. Number two, the 
massive amount of leftists that were calling for people that refused to take the COVID vaccine to, for, for the state to take their children from them. Y- y'all, they openly advocated for that. I've never said anything about, hey, take these kids from these people, which I don't know how a gay person obtains kids outside of that Dave Rubin sicko. Yeah, to me, if if you're gay and you can have a kid, by all means, it's yours. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, if you can have a bio, like you, if you guys can procreate, knock yourselves out. I have to. Uh, I, I got to say this real quick because it popped in my brain, and I won't get on a side tangent. But I did. I did see today that that uh, Leah, Leah Thomas, the whatever his real, the biological man, the male swimmer is, that swims with it, females. It, it, he says he's a woman. But yes, but he, I'm serious. <laughs> he says he's a lesbian. He's on the box of weenies. He's a lesbian. <laughs> so you're you're just a dude. You're just a guy that <laughs> yeah. swims with females. Yeah. So you want to yes. have sex with your penis with all the females on the swim team. Mm-hmm. Side note, sorry, rant over the side note over. Uh, so yeah, with this memo. But the thing is, she's talking about because always with the victim mentality, mm-hmm. you're talking about the governor passing legislation that's going to criminalize. Like we feel like it's going to be criminalized, and we're going to be locked up, or we're they're going to take our children mm-hmm. and stuff. That's absolutely wrong. Mm-hmm. That don't say gay bill. That's not what it's called. That's what they're calling it. Mm-hmm. That's. It's basically advocating that you don't need to teach children from kindergarten, are, from kindergarten to, third. to third grade. And in my opinion, you don't need to teach children kindergarten through 12th grade anything about like homosexuality, transgenders, all that. That's none of your business. It's none of your business. It's none of your concern. You need to teach children how to do math and form a proper sentence and teach them about history. Because ultimately, give them some skills that they can take to a job. Because when you show up at a job and you're LGBTQ plus, you know, on your on your resume, and you show up with blue hair and and piercings and stuff, it's like, yeah, I'm I'm not interested. This you you look like a walking lawsuit. The right. first time Absolutely. somebody says a sideways Absolutely. comment about anything, you're a snowflake. You get offended. Somebody like yes. somebody gets fired business gets sued no walk into a place with some tangible skills teach children things that they need to to know to be productive members of society and leave it to their parents to teach them the rest like you don't need to worry about social issues you need to worry about facts and, and to expound on what you're saying walk into to apply for a job with the ability to 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 put up with some bs to let stuff roll off your back because that's in any job that I've ever worked, that's going to be a, a prerequisite. That's a requirement that you don't get easily offended because especially in the industry that like everything that we're all involved in here, I mean, how much stuff do you hear at your job? So <laughs> I mean, yeah, you dude, you, you better have thick skin, dude. If you're going to work, if you're going to be an adult ever anywhere, you better have thick skin, dude. And that's what they've made. They've made these gossamer, I'm Tissue any, paper skin friggin' panty waist. Yes, I've never worked at a place that had a safe space. Yeah, it would. I, I, I hate it for you. You're, yeah, you're gonna have some thick skin. You, you're gonna have to. Otherwise, you just cower in a corner. But they, I've never really even thought about that. But that's a phenomenal point. Like that's, that's just a huge turnoff to to an employer, and, and other employees won't want to be around somebody that, that is that that fragile. So, yeah. But this, uh, but. They're calling us groomers now because that's what it is. I'm just thinking about like the double standard dude. Oh, it is a groomer, but like the thing, the the insults that they lobby at the right with regularity 
especially Christianity and stuff. Or not in stuff, but at Christianity, period, is the way I meant to say that. But how how is this not advocating to groom children? Because that's exactly what it, when you're talking to, a, 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 when you're teaching kids from kindergarten to third, and there's just a myriad of clips from every week that we could play in this section of whacked out teachers talking this crazy, crazy stuff to children. And we've covered plenty of them in the past, but there's, there's new, no ifs, ands, and buts about it. This, you are advocating to groom children. Again, you work for Disney. we got two more Disney employees up next, and there was more than these three clips we're going to play from this online meeting they're having here. Remember, people that molest children don't, they don't take jobs that, that where they don't, aren't surrounded by children. They purposefully and tactfully place themselves yeah. in a position to where they can be around children. They're probably not going to take a job at a nursing home. So for t- time number two that I time number two that I know of, there was just a, a sex trafficking bust. Eight Disney employees that work at that that work at D- the Disney Park in Orlando. How's that happen? Because <laughs> you people want to be in that environment where because children. The time frame that they came up with that sting was not very long. Correct. Yeah, it was. It was like over a week's time. And what is the significance of the passage of that time frame? That's a really good question, and I'll have to yield uh, to a, a very, very much brighter mind than mine. Okay, um, Kamala, <laughs> Kamala. But yeah, dude, it's you're, you. You are absolutely grooming children, and that's there's there's no two ways about it. By definition, you're you're advocating to groom children by teaching them from kindergarten to third grade, or like you said. Kindergarten, kindergarten and up, you're conditioning people. And that's one of the things that how we've talked about uh, homeschooling on here. Like, And there's various schools of thought. I've, I've talked to people that, that disagree, halfway agree. What it doesn't, it's just my opinion. What does it do to the mental state of a child if you send your kid to public school and you have to routinely deprogram from the things like... So this person's able to teach me X, Y, and Z. Supposed to be anyways. So if I shouldn't believe them on these debased sexual issues, why should I believe them on basic math, English, history? The the effort to constantly have to deprogram your kid from the stuff that they're pushing, and, and make no mistake, I don't care what anybody says, this is infecting schools nationwide. It might not be to, to the degree that that some are say in, in the Northeast and, and in the Northwest and in, in the more liberal areas, but it's there because again, those people cho- leftists choose to go into, into academia. It's loaded with them. Everybody knows this. And so the mentality is there in the, where they're pushing this stuff. What is it worth to have to continually deprogram your kid daily or even weekly from the nonsense they're being taught in these places. And what is it you're not catching? And we'll, we'll get into some of that, which we've already covered plenty of that. But the, these perverts are everywhere. I just, I don't yeah. see, I don't see it being worth it to send your kid to public school. If you have to deprogram them on any level anymore It's to me, it's no. just not worth it. They've made it. And to, to be fair, public school today, isn't what public school was when we were in school, obviously and we're only getting older. Because because of the significance of the passage of time, but, <laughs> but the uh, 
I don't see it anymore at this point. I, I, I'm completely out on the idea myself because, and and the level of 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 anti Christianity that is in public schools, in my opinion, in my observation of things that I've seen, is is very severe. So why <laughs> the level of evil it takes to want to condition kids with this with this sexually depraved crap? I mean, I can't. I can't think of much, much no. that's worse because this, this grooming leads to. What, what's it going to lead to? What, what's the purpose of it? Yeah. What's the end game, and what does it lead to? That's a, yes, exactly. What is the end game? Which I think, I and, think, it's a lot of things. Which, but. and this is kind of a side note, but we're talking about being programmed and being programmed through schools and through media and stuff. Like we we're being programmed constantly, um, whether it be programmed to. Hey, take the vaccine or the current thing. Hey, support the Ukraine or, you know, if support uh, BLM or you're a racist, mm-hmm. you know, support amnesty or, or, or you're a racist. And uh, like one of the things that um, I talked about and I think that everybody's been kind of desensitized to is uh, the legalization of marijuana. And I talked to some people about that this past week because that's, you know, that's, that's a thing. And people, and, and to me, They've talked about it and talked about it to the point where it's like, well, you know, I think it's okay. People that you would think would would be conservative on an issue. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, I mean, you're, you're being programmed constantly, whether you know it or not. You're being programmed with things. You're being desensitized by this thing. And it's, I mean, it's almost like once you hear it enough, it's like take the vaccine, take the vaccine, or, or this is, you know, this is good. That's oh, good. peer pressure and browbeating is a real thing, which I think one of the things, too, that you're describing, I think the severity of the propaganda has, has strengthened with the advent of the Internet age where there's alter, alternative media, which they obviously seek to suppress with regularity. But when you have alternative media that's and, – and I can well, – somebody I like, and everybody should check him out, Mark Dice on YouTube. I think that guy is an absolute boss. Um, I think he's uh, – and then Paul Joseph Watson, I like that guy a lot uh, – and and how do you spell Dice's that, last name? D I C E. And that guy actually came up, not Paul Joseph Watson. He came out with a video this week that was talking about supporting the current thing, mm-hmm. and uh, he came because they had some some polling data that was talking about people that supported the the vaccine and the vaccine mandates and the lockdowns and things like that were also the same people and the same demographic that support going to war. In Ukraine, yeah. like against Russia, so like it's the same people that were programmed to think this yes. about COVID, and now the media has shifted narrative. Like you, you've shifted gears, you've shifted the narrative, and now this is the new and current thing. And so now this is at the forefront, and we need to we need to move our you know we need to transition our focus from this to this current thing now. And and, and I think- so like, it, it just shows how how malleable people's minds are mm-hmm. and how easily persuaded that yeah, I, I think there was a fulcrum point though. And I think we're, and this is my opinion. I think we're kind of passing it because it, like I was saying, I think that the level of propaganda to combat alternative media is so severe. It's, it's almost, it, it's outlandish at this point. Some of the things that they're doing and this would, would, this would fall in that category. In my opinion, the Ukraine thing would, would fall under that category. COVID falls in that category, the things that they were selling. So I, was, I saw Neil Cavuto on Fox Business the other day talking to 
the disappearing man, where's Waldo, Anthony Fauci. And they're talking about the new BA2 variant. And Neil, and I, 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 I meant to get this clip up and I forgot. But Neil Cavuto literally says, like, the new v, uh, BA2 variant, we, we've got to be afraid of this, right? You, who? Who's we? You can be as afraid. Like, and so they're gearing up almost like for the midterms to try to gin this nonsense up again. But now they're talking about, you know, Anthony Fauci's talking about retiring, and now they're talking about legal proceedings to, to start to dismantle some of the stuff that, that he did and was behind and the things that he said and, and advocated for. I, I doubt that'll go anywhere. Personally, I think there's a better chance of Hunter Biden facing, facing legal ramifications than I ever do Anthony Fauci. I think they should both bleep button, but you know <laughs> what I mean? Uh, so that's what's up. But uh, the the fact that Neil Cavuto would say that we need to be scared, like, and that's, that's kind of what I'm saying. It helps exemplify the severity of, of the problem. Like, it's just clownish to me. Like, we, we got to be scared, right? And Anthony Fauci, it, it, for it, any rational people, has lost all legitimacy. Nobody it, nobody believes this guy anymore. And not that I... This COVID is so far past jumping the shark, and the bad thing about that is if, if like, a real earth-ending pandemic occurred... It would be, you know, I mean, yeah. it, it would take me out because I'm not going to believe you. Well, and that, yeah, and that's the thing, and, and I wouldn't believe them either. And it's not my fault. It's it's the media's fault. You guys keep lying to you. like you made yourselves illegitimate. Like you you you're the liars. You keep pushing this stuff on us, and you keep being wrong. Absolutely about everything. Yeah. So about COVID, about Hunter Biden's laptop. So, you yeah, I mean, so. Yeah, it's not my fault that that I wouldn't believe you. No, absolutely. Oh. And it's like I love. Whoa, whoa, whoa! <laughs> <laughs> Hold hey, it down, Mike. Come I was telling him to hit the uh, button there. <clears throat> this is uh, Latoya Ravino, also with Disney. So let's hear what she has to say with him. Disney's content. I grew up watching, you know, all of the classics. They have been a huge like informative part of my life. But at the same time, like I worked at small studios most of my career and I'd heard, you know, you hear whispers. Like I'd heard things like, oh, you know, they won't let you show this at a Disney show. And I'm like, okay. So I was a little like sus when I started. But then my experience was bafflingly the opposite of what I had heard on my little pocket of like, you know, proud family, Disney TVA, um, the showrunners were super welcoming Meredith Roberts and like the, the, our leadership over there has been so welcoming to like my, like not at all secret gay agenda. And so like, I, I feel like I felt like it was, I mean, like maybe it was that way in the past, but I guess like something must've happened in the last, like, like they are turning it around, they're going hard. And then all that like momentum that I felt like that sense of, I don't have to be afraid to like, Let's have these two characters kiss. Let's in the background. This like I was just wherever I could, just basically adding queerness to like. The, if you see anything queer in the show, I'm proud of them. But like I, I just was like, no one would stop me, and no one was trying to stop me. Like imagine the mental state of someone like because our hands are waving around talking about adding the queerness and stuff like that the mental state of someone that would behave like this which also did you notice too the speech pattern is this like that i'm always talking about she has that same speech pattern that 
seems to be pretty exclusively to me, at least a, a leftist speech pattern. Like they all talk like that. Does anybody else notice that when we watch these, they all kind of have that, this yes. the speech pattern is the same, but, uh, what's her yeah, background in a, in a quest to be different. You all she, end up sounding the same. She, she's, a. uh, search her name she's a uh it's obvious to me she she creates she's a like a showrunner she creates she creates uh like a the shows or producer whatever. or something maybe yeah i don't know she's a, i'm kind of baffled i'm she's just kind of executive producer and a director and writer and animated television she currently works as director on the upcoming disney plus series the proud family Louder and Prouder, and a writer on Disney Junior's Eureka. Disney's what? Disney Junior's Eureka. Junior's Eureka? The hell is that? Disney, Disney Junior's. The show Eureka. Eureka. On Disney Junior. Do you, so you obviously have this in your household. No. I Shame just understand what he's... Man, that, that's <laughs> it. That's it. It's go time. Yeah, no, that... Uh, Which one of the things she said at the beginning of it was how Disney has been an informative part of her life. I, I don't <laughs> when when I think Disney, I don't really think of like a wave of knowledge and information just flooding into your living room. Mm-hmm. I mean, do you? Can, can I, you? I was not trying to think of make, uh, like a a Disney movie that I don't. I, I, maybe I, the one about the penguins. I, I'm maybe that was informative. I don't. I don't really know. I never watched it. Didn't they make one about penguins? Well, it was make, like March of the Penguins or something like that. I don't know. But I, I know I've seen Disney stuff, but like I, like I never like when I was a kid. I think was it Fantasia. I never saw yeah. it, but I know it was it was popular. And it's Frozen Disney. Uh, yeah, uh, I've yes. never seen Frozen. My kids have never seen Frozen. I don't know anything about it, um, dude. I I never actually watched Peter Pan. I I don't know that. Uh, but but you it, did dress up like Peter yeah. Pan. <laughs> like All the time. Do have tights? Yes. On now. Uh, the Polar Express is that that's not Disney, that's DreamWorks. I don't, so. I, I, I don't know. Disney owned yeah, DreamWorks, I, I think it is. I think Disney, no, and, I have what well, the and, kids watch it and the Polar Pixar Express. and DreamWorks, and I think all yeah. that's the same thing. Okay, well, yeah, I got Polar Express on DVD, the kids like that one, so that's about it. Your yeah. household's been infiltrated. Have you seen any characters kiss in the background that she no. put in there? No. I need to look, though. It's like a hidden gem. need to find yeah. it. I'll smash the DVD <laughs> with a ball-peen hammer, 32-ounce. 32-ouncer. <laughs> I got a three-pound sledge. I'll have to get you to swing that, though. <laughs> so, yeah, next up is the Disney corporate president, Carrie Burke. And we'll let her do the speaking for herself. And th- there's some new there's some new letters in the acronym. And Reverso, when you uh, look at the acronym in the title, this is two minutes long. So look up and find out what the IA is on the end of LGBTQ now. Somebody already asked me this. I don't know yet. We'll, hopefully we'll find out. So here she is. I'm, I'm here as a mother of, of two queer children, actually. Um, uh, one transgender Can you pause child. That? Um, God, I bet the father's proud. Um, well, that's what I was going to say. Do they have like a stepdad that maybe was doing some stuff to him? This is really weird. You have two, two, two of them, two queer children. So now we're saying queer again. We've been saying queer the whole time, by the way. Yeah. So, but I mean, what? <laughs> just, 
Just wondering what the percentage of population is, quote-unquote, queer. When this is your mother, and, 100%. And, <laughs> exactly. And then what are the, like, statistically, what are the odds of having two, quote-unquote, queer well, children? I had a co-worker that had uh, three. Two gay and one bi. Yeah, there's there's been some... Yeah, something's wrong with this. Which the guy's wife was real liberal. It was the Mormon guy, in fact. Sure enough. It was old Temple Garments himself. Yeah, it was Temple Garments wow. himself. It absolutely was, dude. So, yeah, go figure. But whatever, dude. And I like that guy a lot, man. Like, personally, I, I, I like the dude. He's a good worker. I mean, I no problem with him. I don't know what y'all got going on at home, but that's really, really weird. So, three out of four are queer. Yeah, and that's what I always wonder percentage wise. How does that uh, the math? How does that happen? Uh, I don't know here. Yeah, it doesn't occur naturally on its own. That's what I'm gonna say. Yeah, yeah. They all three weren't born that way. <laughs> no. <laughs> well, none of them were born that way. Touche. All right, Reverso. Um, uh, one transgender child. Um. Um, and one pansexual child, um, and and also as a leader. Um, and that was the thing that really got me because I have heard so much from so many of my colleagues over the course of the last couple of weeks um, in open forums and through emails and phone conversations. And um, I feel a responsibility to speak, um, not just for myself, but for them. Uh, to all of us, we, we, had a, we had an open forum last week at 20th where um, again, the home of, of really incredible groundbreaking LGBTQIA stories over the years where um, one of our execs stood up and said, you know, we only have a handful of queer leads in our content. And I went, what? I, that can't be true. And I, and I, and I realized, oh, it, it actually is true. We have many, many, many LGBTQIA characters in our stories and and, and yet we don't have enough leads um, and narratives in which gay characters just, just get to be characters um, and, and not have to be about gay stories. And so um, that's been very eye-opening for me. Um, and and I, I can tell you um, it's something that I feel perhaps had this moment not happened, um, I as a leader and me as my colleagues would not have focused on and, and going forward. Um, I, I certainly will be more so I know that we will be. And, um, and I hope this is a moment where shoot, um, the 50% of the tears, <laughs> sorry, <laughs> are coming. Um, uh, we don't, we just don't allow each other to go backwards. Um, I'm, I'm it's too late. We're already going backwards. <laughs> I, we're not progressive. This isn't progressive. This is regressive. Like this is dystopian. Yeah. I, uh, Are you ready for what, what the full I mean, acronym stands for? Yes. LGBTQIA, lesbian, gay, bisexual, transgender, queer, intersex, and asexual. And it could have two Qs, and one would be queer, and the second Q would be questioning queer. So intersectional and inter asexual intersex and asexual well, explain to me i mean asexual i know that 
like a, a seahorse is asexual? Right? Yes. How? I don't know. But now the seahorse is an asexual reproduces asexually. Yes. The human does not. Not that I've ever seen. I'm just trying to... Since we were talking about statistics, again, back to statistically, how many people in the United States are LGBTQ... It's massively on the rise as far as people that identify. Around 11% of uh, millennials identify as some kind of weird. But in these shows that they produce, why are they not portrayed per capita in in 11%? Because they're in 100% of the shows. Mm-hmm. Are they not? Well, I mean... Uh, I mean, okay, if, if there's 11% of the population that identifies with... Yeah, they're overrepresented that, in, in they're all... Absolutely in overrepresented. In all forms of media, yes. sure. So you're 11% of the population, yet you're represented 100% of the time but, in everything that these people pump out of their nonsensical... Propaganda, but, but they're still garbage. not doing enough because she cried about it, and she she's attesting to the fact that they're going to do more. She's promising to do more. I would be curious to see because she said she had one kid that was transgender and one that was pansexual. How old are these children? Is what I want to know. That's a very good question. How old is a kid that decides that it's pansexual? Because if you well t- technically that you decided for that they were pansexual. What age were they when you decided, when she decided that they were Shall pansexual? we guess before we look it up? They're not of age. They're not, they're nowhere close to of age to I'm be. I'm saying 12. To, to have any kind of idea what sex or sexuality, they're, they're nowhere close to being of age. I say 12. At, at the oldest, at the absolute oldest. Well, she looks 12. pretty old herself that, yeah, that woman's got to be 50 she probably did in vitro yeah she's a withered up miserable old hag she's a psychopath yeah so we'll we'll clear up here the intersex it says to be clear intersex people are not the same as transgender people um intersex people have biological parts of both sexes so like a hermorphodite hermaphrodite yeah, Hermaphrodite. i don't understand that i'm a redneck i don't i don't I Intersex is a homophobite. Is that right? When an intersex person is old enough to choose a gender identity, they can choose to identify as a male or a female or a combination. Hey, look, if you got both, you you do what you want. If you got both, knock yourself out. All right, so we're not arguing that. So what do we got on? What percentage of the population, because it's like, I guarantee you it's 0.0%. One, maybe. I saw a thing today where it said one in five high school students now identify as... No, I'm saying has... uh, Something besides a heterosexual. Yeah. Are we looking for asexual human beings now? Oh. Are you looking for our children? Are you looking up sports scores? (laughs) No. Yeah. How how old is this pansexual? She's She's 55. I said 52. I was close. I can tell by her turkey neck. See it dangling yeah. off her throat. Looks like she has an Adam's apple in the middle of it. Yeah, she looks a little. Her face is structured a little bit like Michael Jackson's. See the the jawbones and everything. Of course, yeah. 
Wait a minute. Hold, <laughs> Hold the, the phone. Hold the hell up a second. <laughs> Michael, yeah. it's him. Yeah. He, he done changed his voice a little bit. Do this for me one time. <laughs> Let me see you walk backwards. Hey, I can moonwalk. I, I mean, I'm not like perfect at it, but I, I know the basic principles behind moonlight. I can do it. Let's wait till after the show. Well, you can't do it. This is carpet in here. It's very lush, oh, expensive okay. carpet, too. It's, it's royal. That's pictures of her kids. How old do they appear they to be? It doesn't have. Like I'd four? say, no, they would probably be early teens. Yeah, but how long How long has she been identifying them as uh, it doesn't pansexual and what was the other one? Trans. Trans, yeah. What are these kids actually? Males. Are they males? It looks like all girls. One may be questionable. Yeah, that's with the glasses. Oh, the one with the black. Yeah, that's a that's a boy. That's what kind of porn you got to Whatever. Yeah, that. Yeah, so that that's that's the person that's over the creation of content that they're they're trying to influence your children with, and that's one of the things, man. I know with like Disney's advertising on like YouTube and and whatnot, you got to watch out for this stuff because I know like. Uh, my kid was watching a, uh, a Minecraft thing, and then like the commercial for the Red Panda thing popped up. Like, no, we're so <laughs> you're off YouTube for the day, buddy. Like, which we don't let them watch much unmitigated anything at all. But uh, it, it's out there. Like, that's this is the this is the people behind this sick nonsense, dude. Disney's done in my they're long since. I mean, they were done before this. Like, I didn't mess with Disney anyway, except for Polar Express. Was it Wayne's World? Disney didn't do Wayne's World, right? Yeah, they definitely did. Son of a... No, I, I really don't know. Of course they didn't do it. <laughs> they did. They did. Um, Happy Gilmore. <laughs> Happy Gilmore is the best movie ever. I well, it's know, not the best movie ever. It's one of my favorites, though. I just know that Tom Hanks was... What, wasn't he on Pedophile Island? Wasn't he on the Flight Manifest? Yeah, he, he was. was. I'm pretty sure, because he was one of those that Ricky Gervais, he absolutely... Oh, yeah. Yeah, he owned that guy in... Yeah. Uh, yeah, that guy definitely looked absolutely 110% guilty as. Yeah. At, the, at that <laughs> award show. I can't remember exactly what he said to him. I just remember Tom Hanks' facial expression. Well, he, he started out talking about bomb. the Roman Polanski guy and then uh, who was convicted of having sex with a minor, if I remember right. And so then he was talking about. Uh, Weinstein? No, he wasn't. He was talking about Ronan Farrow, who was investigating child sex trafficking or something and he was saying he's coming for you all no okay now i got it here i am it's been a minute i'm rusty dude take three ronan farrow was the one that outed harvey weinstein i think but he was he was doing investigative work as far as the sexual harassment and all that like the sexual debauchery that was going on in hollywood he had been investigating and that's why he said he was coming for you all and that's when they started getting uncomfortable, and he started, he started talking about their friend Jeffrey Epstein who didn't kill himself. <laughs> yeah, they didn't like all that, dude. And he's like, you know, just basically calling them all a bunch of perverts, which they are, dude. Hollywood is an absolute cesspool, and which one of the things that and actually I was listening to Mark Dice, in fact, talk about some of these things, and I started researching it a little bit, but like these uh, social lobbyist companies that these companies will pay Hollywood it's like so they'll pay actors individually and they'll pay these production companies to to install content like this into these movies and shows that are paying for it 
I wonder where those dollars are coming from. Like I've said before, I, and Mark and I didn't talk about this specifically, but I would bet money that a lot of the a lot of the finance that's going into those companies to influence the social structure of America is coming from China. Yeah, <clears throat> where Hunter Biden did a lot of business, and where they also don't allow all that to be included into the content when it goes to China. Yeah, it's absolutely brilliant. It also explains the influx and per, percentage of of young people that identify with this sick nonsense. So culture affects politics, as they say. Uh, politics is downstream from culture. So here you have it. It's social engineering is all this is. And, th- and these people are social engineers. This is absolute propaganda. It's, it's disgusting. Keep the stuff away from your children. And there's plenty of people that will uh, placate themselves and, and fool themselves in their own mind that it's okay to watch a little bit of Disney or go to Disney. Dude, I'm not giving a single dime to you perverts and because that's what you're doing. You're advocating... What were you saying, Reverso, that they're about to lose some kind of uh, particular status in the state of Florida if they continue on this path of pushing? Because now they're pushing back against the governor, obviously. A lot of this is in response to to the bill that passed, the Don't Groom Kids bill is what we call it. Um, And it's funny, too, because there's a social media campaign to start saying, okay, groomers. And, like, these people were getting vehemently angry. And because the, the left has no humor, like... <laughs> they they just don't and and not to get off on too big of a side tangent, but remember the last time we saw Hunter Biden publicly that I can recall was on Jimmy Kimmel, also not funny. And now look at all these things coming out. Like let's go revisit you trying to humanize this awful, evil human being, which you're awful and evil yourself, so it doesn't matter. But this is this is what they're all comprised of. You're all dirty, filthy, propaganda pushing perverts. All of them. You have to like. Closed wallet is the best me- best method to cut to cut these people off at the knees. You just have to stop. Like, and I think that's one of the, the openers from this show when it when it started was my tangents against Facebook. And now there's a documentary coming out about Mark Zuckerberg's involvement that he is trying to suppress <laughs> because it's showing how they spent their money in the election. But you get get keep your kids away from these perverts, man. These 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 oxygen thieves are disgusting, dude. And uh, I got two more stories up. And I'm going to call this subsection of This Week in Democrat Pervert. Wait. <laughs> this Week in Idiot Cross-Dressing, Confused Moron, Pervert, Democrat, Not Job, Wacko, subheading Perverts Coast to Coast. We're here on uh, kptv.com. Police McMinnville Elementary teacher arrested for attempted, attempted rape in Washington. A McMinnville Elementary School teacher is facing charges including attempted rape for allegedly trying to meet two teenagers for sex in Redmond, Washington. The Redmond Redmond Police Department said detectives were posing undercover as minors on social networking dating apps when they began communicating with 50-year-old Andrew Hammond, a fourth-grade teacher at a McMinnville Elementary School. Police said the conversation began on October... In October of 2021, and Hammond was told several times that he was talking to a 14-year-old girl. Several months later, Hammond reportedly began talking with a second Redmond detective whom he believed was 13 years old. According to police, Hammond engaged in a sexually motivated conversation with detectives believing they were minors. After months of talking, police said Hammond proposed meeting with the minors at a hotel in Redmond on March 25th to engage in sexual activity. He was arrested after checking into his hotel room. They don't say what his political affiliation is, but I would bet money he's a Democrat. So that is in Washington State. And now we have somebody that I know, in fact, is a Democrat. Elliot Cutler arrested following two 
Search of two properties. Prosecutor says Cutler, 75, is charged with four felony counts of possession of unlawful sexually explicit materials of subjects younger than 12 years old. <clears throat> Prominent main political figure. They don't say the political affiliation. It's Democrat. <clears throat> Elliot Cutler was arrested Friday on child pornography charges. Cutler is facing four counts of possessions of unlawfully unlawful sexually explicit materials, Class C, which means subjects are, you guessed it, younger than 12 years old. Matthew J. Foster, District Attorney for Hancock and Washington Counties, told News Center, Maine. The arrest comes days after police executed search warrant at his homes on Pine Street in Portland and in Brooklyn. Maine Department of Public Safety spokesperson Shannon Moss confirmed that Cutler was arrested by troopers at his home in Brooklyn after a two-month investigation. He's a proud Democrat. If if you have an urge to mess with kids and you're not registered, go ahead and save yourself the time. You don't just vote straight Democrat ticket because that's you're a Democrat. But I mean, seriously, any any argument? No. Okay, that is it for our subsection on coast to coast perverts. The school nurse is next. And since we're talking about all this school stuff and the perverts that are embedded everywhere in schools nationwide, uh, let's see. This is on Breitbart. No, it's not. This is on DailyMail.com. Connecticut school nurse 77 is suspended over a, quote, transphobic Facebook post revealing that student 11 was on puberty blockers. 12 others were non-binary and the teachers were helping some keep it secret. Kathleen Catterford, 77, was suspended by Hartford Public Schools after she posted comments containing specific and private details about students. The post came to the attention of officials at the Richard Kinsella Magnet School after the mother of 11-year-old mentioned she saw the post online. Teachers are spending 37 hours a week influencing our children, not necessarily teaching our children what you think is being taught, she wrote. I have an 11-year-old female student on puberty blockers and a dozen identifying as non-binary, all but two keeping this a secret from their parents, she added. Hartford Public School Superintendent Dr. Leslie Torres Rodriguez issued a statement condemning Cataford's remarks. Cataford remains suspended pending an investigation by the school district and her Facebook comments. Imagine a world and where the woman that blows the whistle on this sick nonsense is suspended and the investigation is against her and not the people that are committing this. That's that's where we're at, dude. So I wonder how a parent would find out if this is going on at their school. That's a good question. One thing I would recommend if kids are in public school, find every single teacher on social media, follow that teacher, and attend parent conference meetings. Ask a lot of questions. If you, and again, I get it, man. Not everybody's in a position to be able to homeschool, private school, X, Y, and Z. I get that. That's not right now financially in the state of this country and people starting to realize the onset of how bad this stuff actually is. You don't have the ability to necessarily go and do that, but you do have the ability to... to if. Let, let's be honest. A lot of people spend a lot of time on their smartphones. I hate Facebook, but i tell you what, dude. If it means my kid's in your class, I need to know what you're posting on social media because that's how a lot of this stuff gets found out. That's what I would be doing. I mean, I, any disagreement there? Get on their social media. Follow them on whatever these idiot platforms are. Yeah. And because like TikTok, we got this teacher right here, Libs of TikTok. Hit that one on Twitter. And this is short, but this is uh, obviously a... a Homo, the homo, either she's gay or she's a gay advocate. So, if you want to stop me, you're gonna have to kill me. So yeah, like these, these are the, stop- these are the people that are teaching your kids. So she's holding up her little rainbow thing when she does that. And, but this, and this was in relation to the Florida bill as well. If you want to stop her, you're gonna have to effing kill her. I'll hold my tongue on that. Wow. 
Yeah, I mean, if somebody if somebody took you off on that offer, I would probably laugh. I would light a cigar. <laughs> I might not do that, but I'd drink a cup of coffee. I'd toast you with a cup of coffee. Uh, and we have one left. Actually, we have two left for uh, Rex. What is that? It's uh, everybody's favorite tranny cross-dressing oh, yeah. pervert. Yeah, and this is another subsection. This is uh, this weekend idiot cross-dressing confused moron pervert Republican nut job wacko. God, he's I was, I was hoping this was a joke. Yeah, Maple and I, kinda, I was hoping yeah. this too, and I really just wanted to gloss over it because it's just like it, it's so why, disappointing. Why, why do you think it was a joke? Like because it's Fox News? No. Well, Fox well, News sucks. Yeah, I know and, they do. But no, I thought originally it was a joke when I saw it come through on oh. the text thread. Yeah, that's why I, I thought it was a joke. So for everybody that doesn't know. Bruce Jenner. Bruce Jenner joins Fox News as a contributor dressed as a lady. And it says that I am, quote, humbled by this unique opportunity. So it's a beautiful woman. But for everybody out there, like, I think everybody sitting here is an actual true conservative. And I think a lot of people look to Fox News for a semi-conservative media outlet. It's You could at least say that it's more conservative than CNN or MSNBC. So, but just like we did the other week uh, with Dave Rubin, like that guy claims to be under, you know, the conservative umbrella, and yet they're they're renting wound like they've they've bought eggs, they're renting wombs, and they have plenty of and sperm. They've got tons of sperm. He was, he's really adding about the amount of sperm they have. Tons a lot of, of it, it, and 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 two gay males are trying to have children and they're being celebrated and i'm sorry but i don't like and and some conservatives may may want you like i don't want you in my camp i'm sorry mm-hmm. i sorry not sorry don't want you in my camp and same thing with it like bruce here i man and and you may claim to be conservative not interested when once we start lending credence to this stuff uh, it's Oh I'm, yeah, the infiltration process of, of this into into conservative and, circles is it, it's not. I mean, a Trojan horse is is stealthy. Yes. This is not stealthy at all. This is a pretty apparent attack on on. And again, that's also has a lot to do with the separation of Christianity from conservatism. Is what this is, and, and it goes along with what we were talking about earlier. Is the conditioning and the desensitizing to things like this and the normalization of it. Oh, dude, I reject this and Ruben. Like, what do, do who, yes. who are you? You mean nothing to me. And Like, the thing is, Jeffrey Dahmer could have said, like, hey, man, I'm conservative. I, I, you're still a, a murderous freaking whack job. Like, that's not my... I don't have... A, 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 it's not association politically in, in spite of all other factors. It doesn't matter to me what... what uh, any of these perverts think politically you're just a pervert and I don't I don't want to push it because the thing is ultimately the perversion extends itself to the children that's what the long-term goal is is to affect tell me this then why are they fixated so much on children all of them every one of them like Dave Rubin's fixated on children obviously they've they've bought some (laughs) the president like that the president is put on the children it's all about the like everything Abnormal, sexually abnormal, is fixated on children. 
And look, you saw the dude, the coast to coast, coast to coast Democrat nut job wacko pervert, which they're everywhere. And it's all about the children. You're trying to have sex with children always. And so now with all the unaccompanied minors that will be coming across, even more will be pouring across the border for them to victimize. And, uh, but this just like, it just makes me kind of, uh, I mean, upset. Because like I said, I think a lot of people look at Fox News as a legitimate outlet, a, a legitimate conservative outlet. And so this is the statement that they released. It says, the Fox News media has signed Bruce slash Caitlin as a contributor. CEO Scott, uh, CEO Suzanne Scott announced on Thursday, and I'm, I hate to refer to Bruce as Caitlin, but I'm just, I'm quoting this so everybody knows. So, quote, Caitlin's story is an inspiration to all of us. She is a trailblazer in the LGBTQ plus community, and her, <clears throat> her, uh, illustrious career spans a variety of fields that will be tremendous, a tremendous asset for our audience, Scott said. So it's an inspiration and he's a trailblazer. Yeah, but the other, the other people in that community don't even like Bruce. They, they shun Bruce because they, he said pro Trump things. So they shunned him. This is what you get when you keep your mouth shut. This is what you get with tolerance. No, I agree a hundred percent. Yeah. This is what you get. Who yeah. would have thought that you would see this crap on Fox News, even though Fox News is more of the liberal, conservative quote, you know, type of news outlet? And that we've got a guy dressed as a woman, and we're supposed to give this some sort of legitimacy and take this guy seriously because he's faced hardships for dressing like a woman. Yeah, you've made your news organization into what I would deem a laughing stock. I don't know, man. Like, do Brett Bear stunk? Uh, what's uh, the one that went to MSNBC? Uh, this terrible. Come on, dude. Uh, that was Shepard Smith. Yeah. which he's another Megan, one. Add him Megan to the list. Kelly. I'd heard of the list. Uh, Chris Wallace. Fox News is trash. The only thing worthwhile on Fox News, uh, Waters is okay. Okay. Yeah. Gutfield's a scumbag. And obviously Tucker Carlson is pretty pretty good, dude. Uh, but like but they this have like stoops to a new low, though. And honestly, like I wish Tucker would get on a new media outlet. Like that's because I'm and I very rarely disagree with him. I have on some certain things, mm-hmm. um, but he's usually spot on. I'm not so mm-hmm. much on Hannity. Um, yeah, but goodness, man! Like, and and I meant to say too. Um, when we were talking about earlier a lot of the Disney stuff and a lot of the stuff that's uh, that's aimed toward children, the Daily Wire is coming out with its own production company that is it's going to produce children's shows. Counter the so, programming of Disney. Yeah, I saw that. Yeah, so it's going to be, I, hope, I would assume it's going to be conservative things, things that you could let yeah. your children watch and not have to worry about them. Um, seeing two guys kiss or a guy dressed up as a girl and things like that. So I thought that was really neat. And honestly, that, I mean, if you're signed up for something like Disney Plus or whatever, that may be a really good, I know we had a lady that um, she sent us an email a while back talking about what companies to support. And that may legitimately be uh, something to check out to look onto the Daily Wire because, the, like I said, they're doing not just children's shows, but they're producing their own movies and things like that that are all 
conservative based or at least maybe neutral. Mm-hmm. I mean, because I don't I don't have to have my politics in a western. I just yeah. want to see gunslinging and that's it. I don't, I don't necessarily and have if to. If you have want to a, see some gunslinging uh, western, you might want to watch whatever Alec Baldwin does. Because <laughs> it's pretty it's pretty violent <laughs> from what I hear. The absolute fastest gun in the West. Yeah, I mean he's 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 a rootin' tootin'. <laughs> Yeah, he's a rootin' tootin' producer shooting some bucks. So he, uh, yeah, check, check him out. <laughs> we we got one more, but we're pressed for time. Uh, so we wanted to, we do we want to do Richard Levine. It's 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 really amusing. We don't yes. have to listen to him long. I just wanted to get Rex's take on watching this idiot because I knew that you were see. I I, I didn't realize these things. I don't know. Like so, this 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 individual's experience is in. The healthcare field is a pediatrician, and so the what you were and I, I didn't quite comprehend the other day when I was listening back to the podcast. You you were saying disparaging things because it's wearing uh, military style, like military looking. Yes, just because you're the health and human service admiral, whatever. Mm-hmm. But you're not. There's no military accolades to go along no. with any of this. You're a fraud. Like you're a dis- okay, cool, got it. So now here it stands, and what I don't know what. Because, I mean, there has to be, the admiral, there has to be a military faction if you're an admiral that is associated with that. And that looks like a Navy insignia on the hat, but I, I don't know. I'm ignorant to that. But either way, check this out. Buford's not liking it. Conclusion. You talk about being very vocal on the advocacy front. You told Chelsea Clinton on a podcast that was out, I think, this week that you hope that one day your identity is not going to define you or any other trans person. And yet we're in this moment where some on the right continue to publicly misgender you on a, on a personal level? How do you navigate that? Well, you know, I, I am absolutely able to navigate that. I've been doing this a while. But what I worry is how those... Can you pause those, that? Um, means yeah, you can stop it there. I mean, we don't have to watch anymore. <laughs> well, I'm able to navigate it because I'm an admiral, and that's what I do. <laughs> I, can, I can navigate these waters of intolerance. <laughs> like, what are you talking about? I mean, you're I don't know there. anybody. Who, who is misgendering, Richard? I, couldn't tell you. <laughs> is anybody mis- misgendering that guy? Not a blue collar black. Well, listed. that's the thing. Like you're dressed up like a male, which like, or you're you're trying to pretend like you're a like a female, oh. which you're not, and then you're trying to dress up like you're some form of military, which you're also not. This guy's walking around in some kind of like he he looks like <laughs> he should be on the parade deck of something, like marching around. This this hat that he's got on, yeah, like it's it's. The old school, like white, and it's got all the gold insignia stuff, and it's the gold leaf, yes, and the band. And so, yeah. yeah, like you're dressed all formal, like you just—he's dressed all formal, like he's in the navy. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, that's old dick for you. Well, anyways, anything else? That's a wrap. When are we doing this again next week? Yes, <laughs> yes, yes. We will see you next week. Uh, Thank you, everybody, for listening. This is Blue Collar Blacklisted. I am your host, Stanley Hudson, Rex Manning, Captain Reverso, and our executive producer, Buford. Uh, thank you. Please like, share, subscribe. Leave us a review, if you would, please. And uh, you can reach us at info at bcblpodcast.com. Have a nice evening. That's too true for radio. No, you can't sing about it. They'll show you the door. Cause Nashville ain't got any balls anymore They cast you aside, hope you'll tuck tail and leave But you ain't ever met an old boy quite like me Well, I'd rather be real than put on a fake show But that's too true for radio